Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pool List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what's up? Hey, man. How's it going? It is How's going. It, is it flowing? It's not flowing yet, but hopefully it is. This week, um, hopefully it goes a little greens. smoother. <laughs> hopefully it goes a little smoother than last week. We'll, we'll see. Um, it's good to hear from you, man. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's been a week. It's been one long, <laughs> long week. Here at the Wednesday Pool List, we typically review a trade. Some people call it a trade review, but you can call it whatever you want. This week on the podcast, we are reviewing a book called Headlopper, which I'm really excited to talk to Simon about. But before we jump into that, we usually talk about some trending topics. And San Diego Comic-Con was last week at the time you listened to this. And uh, there was a few things that we're going to yeah. try to blaze through. Since there was a lot of them, we don't we don't have to go into detail on most of them, but right, uh, and and they're all things that you've heard by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was more. <laughs> what was interesting? It was more like confirmation of things. You know, they yeah, had been yeah, leaked. Yeah. There's been leaks, and uh, you know, too much greens. Too much greens. There's been leaks and pictures that have been posted, but this was more of like a confirmation of of a lot of things, and, and then maybe one or two announcements. So let's jump right in, starting with, you know, SDCC had their animation panel earlier this week, which I thought was really cool. I'm usually really interested in, in any of the cartoons that have coming out. Spider-Man's freshman year, the animated series will be released in 2024. It's really hard. Some of these things, let me just jump ahead before I get into it. Some of these things are announced in 2024 and 2025. It's really hard for me to give a shit about any of that. <laughs> it's, it's hard so to even. When... So <laughs> the other day I was on the uh, treadmill at work, not at work, after work. I got oh, on man. the elliptical. Someone's got a badass <laughs> office. <laughs> no, I'm actually a hamster. I keep the lights on. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I was on the elliptical just skiing away. And uh, they have like, you know, at the gym, they have all the TVs on. And it's always news because you got to appease the liberals. You got to appease the conservatives. Yeah. But every channel was basically like, it's the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, there's no way that we'll see 2024. Like, yeah. There's no way we'll even see that year. Yeah, that's why I have to stop watching the news so much. I know I'm I'm someone that likes to stay informed, but at this part, at this point in time, it's all doom and gloom. So I would just rather not look at it. For sure. Yeah. So, like you said, it's hard to even think realistically about it, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Spider-Man freshman year. Originally, they said it was connected to the MCU, but I don't really see how it is because they had all kinds of villains that in No Way Home, Spider-Man did not know who they were. And they had Norman Osborn is the main character. He's going to take over the mentor role that Tony Stark had for mm -hmm. Peter Parker. So that's, it has to be some sort of alternate universe that's yeah. maybe parallel to the MCU. I was wondering what your take was on that because I was a little confused. I was, I'm still confused. I, I, I love the animation style from what it looks like. I, mm -hmm. I they knocked it out of the park. I do love that they finally made Norman Osborn black. Like I, I I'm so glad that the they finally, I'm so glad that they acknowledged that there's no realistic way that a white guy would have amazing waves like that. So yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited that they finally announced that. You know, and apparently it, it's so good that they greenlit the second season, uh, and they're calling it Spider-Man sophomore year, which makes sense. Wow. Yeah, very cool. 
we got an image of Daredevil, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, lots of cameos from a, a ton of characters in this show. A cool thing is Charlie Cox will be voicing Daredevil in Spider-Man freshman year, which is cool. Good for him, man. He's really like, you know what? Hell yeah, give me that check. I'll take an animation <laughs> check. I'll take a I'll take a cameo check. He's like, give it. I will. I don't care about acting anymore. Just give me all of the checks. Like obviously he's a good actor. He can do whatever he wants to do. But at what at, he's probably like us. The world's gonna end. So let me just make all the money I can and do whatever the hell I want for the next two years. And yeah, hell yeah, dude. Daredevil's a cool character. I, I feel like I would be the same way if I was an actor and I got to play a cool character like that. I'd be like, yeah, let me do that shit till I'm dead. <laughs> in two years. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Norman Osborn. I thought he looked great. It, it had a little bit of... He looked sort of like the old buff 90s animated series Norman Osborn, except black. So I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the show? Do you like the look of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the guy that's producing it said he took a lot of inspiration or he really liked Spectacular Spider-Man, which yeah. supposedly is one of the best Spider-Man cartoons there is. So Yeah, I'm re-watching it right now and it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, I don't know how compared to the '90s animated series, which to me is is top tier comic book cartoons, especially for a show that he never like threw a punch or actually yeah, fought no anybody. I think it's still <laughs> pretty top tier. I'm excited about it. Um, they had a few. They had an image of his multiple suits that he's going to use, and it looked like mm-hmm. a homage to that Slingers run back in the day, where he yeah, dressed for like sure. his Identity Crisis, where he was Prodigy, Ricochet, the Hornet and dusk which i really like that hornet character and so i'm glad to see see those be referenced yeah i'm excited for it something that i'm maybe not as excited for though is what if season two will officially premiere on disney plus early 2023 they saw the people at sdcc saw the first episode which is titled captain carter what if captain carter fought the hydra stomper doesn't mm-hmm. sound doesn't sound too crazy, but if it's anything like the first episode of the first season, it's probably going to end up being my favorite episode. Yeah, what is it about these Disney Plus shows where it's really like the first season or the first or one or two episodes it knocks that shit out of the park, and then they reel you in, and then you watch six episodes and you're like, oh okay, well that happened. Yeah, yeah, you know Miss Marvel, which we haven't we haven't carved out time to like sit down and talk about that. We, I'm sure we will eventually. But Miss Marvel was the same way. First episode totally knocked me off my seat. You know, I was excited. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. And then it was just kind of boring the next couple episodes, like everything in the between. And the last episode was good. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe don't make six episodes. Maybe just do four. Well, yeah. Well, speaking of, we'll get to that a little bit later. But yeah, there's some big ones. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe just do four. I don't know. Uh, but I, what if season one was not that good to me? I'm interested to see what season two is. What if season three has officially been announced? Now, what if is, is a as a premise seems like it can go on forever. Hopefully they branch away from like doing specific MCU branches and like actually do some like wild what if stories with the characters. I think that's yeah. that's where it's going to really shine if it, if that happens. Coming out of What If was Marvel Zombies, which was one of the weaker episodes. One of the ones I was most excited for, and maybe that's the problem. 
but they're getting their own show and it will officially be titled or t- uh, rated. It will Marvel zombies will officially be rated TV MA, <laughs> making it the first MCU series with the mature rating on Disney plus. So TV if you ever I. wanted to watch two zombie superheroes have sex, you're going to be able to watch it on Disney plus next fall. They're going to have digital Michelle Pfeiffer and digital, <laughs> uh, Michael Douglas, Olsen, scissoring. <laughs> I thought your legs old, fall off. Old Michael Douglas tearing it up. <laughs> Maybe, man. He's going to get throat cancer again. Speaking of tearing it up, Disney's X-Men 97 will premiere fall 2023. We got to see all the old characters return. They look the same, except Storm has a, a mohawk, which is kind of cool. We got, to see yeah, some of the, we got to see some of the new roster, which had Cable, Blade. I think Morph is back, but it's like the Exiles white face Morph, the cooler one. Not mm-hmm. the not the strung out white guy Morph. <laughs> <laughs> Magneto is confirmed to be the new leader of the X-Men, which a lot of people online instantly were like, wow, why is Magneto the leader? It's all those fake fans of the old crappy animated series that obviously didn't watch that last terrible season where uh, Charles Xavier was brain dead and went to outer space with his <laughs> space girlfriend on the last episode. <laughs> so I didn't watch it either, but I yeah. pretend like I did. Yeah, on the last episode, Charles Xavier is in a coma and Lalandra comes down and takes him to like the Shi'ar lady. Yeah, his his girlfriend takes him to space. Uh, takes him to space to the space hospital or something. She's got that sweet hair, man. Yeah, yeah. And so Magneto was left there with the X Men. They reconciled before this, and so it makes sense to, for him to be with the X Men in this new season. Mister Sinister, wonder what happened to that uh, Eraser ahead. Man? Yeah, from the intro. <laughs> Hopefully, he's in the new intro. <laughs> That'd be great. Do you think they'll change the song? They've been milking the shit out of that song. Yeah, no, it'll probably. I wonder if it'll be like the 2003 Ninja Turtles, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> you know. Like, um, so I don't. I saw the reveal of the X Men '97 where they were like revealing all the ca- the cast. Yeah, and it, it was funny because they were, they were like, "And we're getting Jubilee," and it was like, "What?" Like Hell freaking yeah, out. Jubilee and then the last sucks. <laughs> yeah, the last reveal is Scott Summers. You know, and everybody's like, and it like, I love how it builds, it builds, it builds. It's like, oh, storm with the mohawk. Oh shit, gambit. Yeah, cool. Oh yes, orgasm. Wolverine. Uh, yeah, Wolverine. <laughs> Jubilee. Uh, and then Cyclops. It's like Scott oh. Summers, fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he has his brown bomber jacket, he's he's only cool when he wears that. Other than that, he's a, he's a cop. I bet he's always cold. That's why he wears it. He's cold in the leotard. Yeah, so yeah. Cold. That X Men wetsuit that he always wears. <laughs> Even though that will always be my favorite Scott Summers. Costume. Oh, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this show. I've said it before. I really, I rewatching X Men the animated series made me not a fan. I was like, this is actually pretty terrible. <laughs> pretty terrible. Yeah, it's not good. And so a lot of the people that love it so much probably haven't watched it since the '90s. Hmm. I don't yeah. recommend it. Uh, so hopefully this is good. Or not. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. It's more superhero stuff. Excuse me. Yeah. X-Men 97 will premiere in fall of 2023. Again, a little too far for me to care, but it is cool to think about. And it, and so 2023 really isn't that far away when you yeah. think about it. You're like, oh, crap, we're in July. Yeah. Almost be August when this airs? No, almost. Um. So. Yeah, very close. Yeah. 
it's not that super far away, but it is like 2023. Yeah, the, the fall of 2023 is not even fall 2022 yet. <laughs> yeah, it'll never be. Yeah, it's going to no. be summer forever. Yeah, no, th- yeah, especially living in Texas. It's it's never going to be fall again. It's not fall. If we get <laughs> summer, lighter summer, and winter. Yeah, snowstorm, and then it's back to like rainy summer, uh, surface of the sun summer, <laughs> no leaves on the tree summer, and then snowstorm again. Yeah, all the trees die because they're too hot, <laughs> yeah. so we don't get like the beautiful changing of the leaves thing. Welcome to Texas, guys. Welcome to Texas. <laughs> a little, a little, a little <laughs> note that I had in here that wasn't even really like an announcement or anything. I was, I had been wondering if the Captain Carter that got split in half mm. in Multiverse of Madness was the one from What If, and the uh, the Marvel Studios had confirmed that it was not the same yeah. one. They said that said the, they'd kick her ass. Yeah, the what if Captain Carter would kick her, but uh, she wouldn't. She would get sliced and have the exact same. Yeah, she might catch it, but she'd yeah. get something else. She didn't have a jetpack, so I don't know how she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna fly around. <laughs> that was the best part of her, her jetpack. Yeah. I'm a sucker for old stupid technology like that. Not that it's old technology, but it's like... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I've got a jetpack right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Retro-futuristic technology. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. Secret Invasion is set to premiere spring 2023, so a little bit closer. A little bit closer. Blade will officially release in November 2023, which I'm kind of excited about that. That I had no idea like when in a time frame that was going to come out. So for that to come out next year, that's pretty cool. I'm curious if he's going to have any other cameos, because he was in that end credit scene for that movie that nobody saw. Yeah, maybe he'll be in... Um, they're doing that special, that Werewolf by Night special. Mm. Maybe he'll pop up in that. That's super spooky yeah. and supernatural. Super spooky. I hate the Blade logo though. It looks super like. Um, it looks like a free font. If if, if you well, if that yeah, can make it, you think it, of. <laughs> it's like what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's got almost looks pixelated. Every time I look at it, I'm like, dude, y'all can get a higher quality. It's fine. Have y'all saved it as PNG? Maybe? <laughs> yeah. All right. They're not worried about it yet. They'll up. They'll get an updated logo next year. <laughs> we'll see. Mm. I'm excited about that one. I heard Dracula was going to be the main bad guy of the first one, which seems like a you would, lead, you would you would lead up to him. <laughs> but also, uh, it's good. I feel like you should just get Dracula out of the way and then let Blade focus on the other stuff, like Blackula. <laughs> yeah, or Calchocula. You know, people talk about Calchocula. Calchocula is still a vampire just because he eats he's cereal. Still he's vampire. still a vampire. <laughs> he goes and he, he throws up. Yeah, just he because eats he the cereal, likes. throws up, and then he he's, what he's, people don't know is that it's chocolate cereal, but instead of milk, it's blood. So well, and it's a, it's really tragic because he wants to eat the, his favorite yeah. cereal, but but now he is a vampire. He so worked he at the chocolate factory to... before he was bit by a vampire, and so yeah. now his love for chocolate is is cursed as well. We should write that webcomic about Count Chocula. It's like, it's a very sad story. Him being so sad. Oh my gosh. Uh, Now let's get into the real news, man. The thing that, the only thing I really care about that was announced at San Diego Comic-Con at this Marvel panel. Daredevil, first of all, Daredevil will appear in She-Hulk. I think we might have known that already. We saw a new trailer for She-Hulk, and at the end of it, he does a backflip, front flip over her, backflip, front flip, somersault over her. And mm-hmm. if you pause it just right, you notice that he has the red and yellow suit on. Now, not traditional 
red and yellow suit. It's more of like the suit from Netflix with dark yellow uh, accents. Mustard stains. Yeah, <laughs> nice mustard stain. I'm really excited about that. Again, Charlie Cox, good for you, man. Just get all that money you can. Get that Cox money. Yeah, that's why I put it in the notes. Red and yellow Cox, Daredevil. <laughs> Speaking of Daredevil, they announced the show debuting in spring 2024. It's going to be titled Daredevil Born Again, which was a great storyline. Probably one of his mo- most famous storylines in the comic books. But also sort of a, a play on the situation, you know? He's born yeah, again. it's like Homecoming. Yeah, it's like Homecoming. So good for them. What's, what I think is crazy about this show is that they announced that it will be 18 episodes long. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk to you about. So, like, you know, most of the others were like, ah, oh, six episodes. That's a lot. 18. That's like, a lot. Is it, that's more than the Daredevil episodes, or seasons in the old Netflix shows, right? Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's covering the whole thing. God. It would be. Yeah, the only way I could see that not getting old. Well, one, it's Daredevil. I like Daredevil. It's not exactly. going to be as gruesome. It's not going to be as gruesome as Netflix. We all know that. Yeah. Um, I feel like it doesn't have to be. I feel like we got we got a lot of that in that. Yeah, it was, you know it was I mean? gratuitous. You know. It was yeah, especially like that blizzes. last season. Yeah, the last season, I was like, okay, we get it. Yeah, you can it beat like the blue. shit out of people. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but um, if they're like thirty minute episodes, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I think that's what She Hulk is supposed to be, right? Thirty minutes. I think minutes? so. Yeah, I think it's thirty minutes. And that's perfect. Keep also, you know, they'll, they'll probably do like a three episode premiere or something like that. Like they do sometimes yeah. on there. And oh, yeah. I mean, that's still 15 It's just going to be a pitch black screen. It's going to be his point of view. <laughs> oh my gosh. They should do three episodes every Friday. They'll get it done in the same amount of time. <laughs> but at that point, we'll just do hour long episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's that thing. And you know this, but it's like that thing. The climax thing. So if you're if you're going thirty minute episodes and there's eighteen of them, it's fine because you can get that middle, get the climax and the cliffhanger, like Walking Dead used to do. Like yeah. this is boring. Oh shit, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Uh, but those are like hour long, I think. <clears throat> yeah, they are. So, anyway, I don't know. That's a lot. We'll see. I mean, again, I'm with you. I love Daredevil, so I give it to me. But so it's like some people complain about the six episode seasons of the Disney Plus MCU shows being too short, this seems like an over-exaggeration for, like, a response to that. Yeah, I don't know. The six-episode thing, you know, it's just like, and it's the same in Star Wars. It's too long, and they try to put too much padding in there. It ends up making a not-very-interesting show. It gives you the Obi-Wan chase scene. Mm -hmm. So what what sucks about about the Disney Plus shows is that they're essentially trying to substitute these shows for origin movies now. Mm-hmm. And so now they're just stretching out an origin movie over six episodes. Right. So maybe with Daredevil, since we sort of have like a, I don't know how they're going to approach the Netflix universe to, you know, what he has going on. But since we already know that character, we've been introduced to him. Maybe it'll be something different. And, you know, Kingpin is already inside the universe. I'm interested to see what kind of cameos and things. I know I'm not a cameo junkie. I'm just saying I'm interested to see how he fits in with the universe. Okay, man. Yeah, we get it. We need more. Cameos. I do think. <laughs> Give me cameos. I think that. I don't think it's gonna be. Any, I don't think it's the same Daredevil. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it has existed 
in the same universe. I think that's probably why they went with yellow and black. Yeah. Or yellow and red. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll It'll be good either way, maybe. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I like that dude as Daredevil. Could be bad. He was Could my he was my favorite out of the Netflix shows. So I'm excited yeah. to see him return. Definitely, definitely the most solid Netflix show, and yeah. the best of two Daredevil Daredevil set we've seen. So yeah, yeah. He didn't have the <laughs> suit that shrinks when you sweat. Yeah. It's speaking like of speaking of, shrink, of Friends, I've never watched Friends. <laughs> Dude, oh, no. let's say I Friends is not a funny show, but there's one episode where Ross gets some leather pants and he sweats so much in them <laughs> when he pulls them down to cool his junk off, they shrink and he can't get them back up. I've never seen Friends. Friends was one of those shows that I was like, I think I just missed it. Like, it's not I good. <laughs> I won't let anybody tell me it's actually good, but that part was kind of funny. That and Ross is like a serial killer. He talks like a serial killer. So now see what that aspect makes it way more interesting to me. There was I saw a, a YouTube thing where they took the laugh track out of one episode where he's mad at somebody eating a sandwich. It's gold. He <laughs> seems extra crazy. <laughs> yeah, I need to look that up. Uh, speaking of extra crazy, Loki season two will release in the summer of twenty twenty three. I mean, there's a lot of shit coming out in the next two years, man. Maybe Kevin Feige knows something that the world will end, so he's just trying to like pad <laughs> these these next couple of years. It's like, y'all got to get me money for my rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, right. Loki season two. Lo- Loki, the first season of Loki was my Loki favorite. Loki. Of the, <laughs> I'm going to be editing the fuck out of all these. The first season of Loki was my favorite of the Disney Plus shows. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see what season two good. is about. Loki seemed to have the most um, influence over the rest. Like this whole, yeah. uh, like introduce the multiverse. It, like, as a real thing, not just as a Spider-Man joke. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it it actually had stakes. Yeah, and, and even, and those, it still had, like, those lull episodes, like the, the, the filler episodes, but those ones seemed, like, less fillery than, I feel like all of Falcon and Winter Soldier was one big-ass filler for, for a continuation God, yeah. of him getting the shield. I feel like that show could have been two episodes, maybe three episodes. And it would have been yes. solid. Yeah. And so yeah, I feel like that same one had thing. To... First episode was solid. Yeah. And then the last episode was all right. Yeah. Yeah. And that last episode was only good because it could have just been the Falcon scenes. Like Falcon fighting people. Like we don't need another background. <laughs> or yeah. Captain America fighting people. Making a speech. And that's it. Ten minute episode. Do better. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. With the... Uh, Oh, yeah, and, you know, with Loki, we got to see Jonathan Majors, that, oh that dude's brother. Man. Yeah, so I haven't met Jonathan Majors' brother last week, so we officially <laughs> will be getting invited to the premiere of Quantumania, I hope. Hopefully Simon can play, pull, some <laughs> pull, pull, pull some strings, yeah. We'll see. Get it done. Uh, speaking of pulling some strings, Captain America New World Order will release <laughs> May. <Max> <laughs> <laughs> will release May. Third, 2024. I'm excited about a new Captain America movie, especially because it's Sam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm excited about that. What do you have any? I mean, do you like the Captain America movies? Oh, yeah. I, I Honestly, I think Captain America is probably the most solid uh, trilogy out of all of them. It's, my, it's been my favorite. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I'm curious to see what 
what'll happen. You know, they could have probably. I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited about seeing this one. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Modok is confirmed to appear as the main villain in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. I thought that. What's his name? Was the main Kang? Villain? Right, Kang yeah. was supposedly supposed to be the main villain, but apparently it's Modok. I don't really know how that's going to go. I will tell you what I'm, what I'm, what I've heard. I will tell you what I've heard. Tell me. <laughs> no, I, I said it like seven times in the first <laughs> time, so I didn't want to be like, oh, bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> what I've heard is that, and this is weird. Modok will be. The same guy that played Yellow Jacket in the first Ant-Man. Ah. So, some sort of experimentation goes wrong. His head blows up to giant sides. And well, I mean, he got crushed. Yeah. Makes sense. And so, he will be... He'll go from Yellow Jacket to MODOK. So, I'm interested to I, see if that happens. I can see it. I thought it was going to be Bill Murray. Mainly yeah, because the Kang is supposed to be in it. All right. And they say Jonathan Majors got these cast members, and they say, and Bill Murray has been cast. Yeah, who is he? Also, Modoc will appear. It's like, well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Maybe they'll do a Modoc thing that's kind of like the Avengers game, where he has a big head, but he still has like a normal person body, but his head is just like so big. Because the, regu- the regular Modoc is so crazy looking. He's just a giant head with yeah, tiny cool arms and legs connected to him. Is that. It's that era of X-Men and Marvel where you had, like, what's his name? Sugar Man. Sugar Man with a giant head, Modoc. too. He had, like, uh, Master Mold, which had, like, the weird big head and, like, yeah. three heads or something. Um, Yeah, there was, like, that weird era of cartoons and I stuff. Like full head bodies. Um, I don't know. I You know what I imagine? So, if it is that guy... I imagine that they'll see him in, in the quantum realm, mm-hmm. or at least shrunken down, and his head's the only thing that stayed, because it, he got all fucked up. Yeah. Calling it now. I agree. I agree. I've, I heard that a lot of this movie is going to take place in the quantum realm as well, so. And we yeah. saw a poster of the Wasp, Ant-Man, and Stinger, or Stature. I don't know which name they're going to go with. She's Stature? Stature is her name when she's part of the Young Avengers. Cassie Lang. Mm. Stinger was her name in the MC2 universe. I don't know if you remember MC2. Where it was like the future of the Marvel Universe. And they had like Juggernaut's son. Who who looked cool. Except he had. He always wore his jacket tied around his waist. Like the 90's. Cool guy. guy. Is that the. No that's. Is that. Uh. No, that's Earth 2, right? Or what is it? What's the one where it's like the Venom symbiote's like reddish? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, May that's uh, Earth X. That's it, okay. Earth X. This is the one. May Parker is in MC in the MC2 as well, but Got they it. carry her over. They milk they milked that character. Oh, that was, yeah, that was, that, was a weird, that was a weird time. They used they that character as much as they could back then. I'm interested to see when she'll pop back up again. But it won't be in the Thunderbolts. It's announced to be released July 26, 2024. Another pretty far away movie. 2024. So this is what happened a few years ago. They announced all these movies that are coming out back to back. And then they were like, ah, we're going to push that back. We're going to push that back. So I figured a lot of this stuff would just get pushed back or canceled. Why? Yeah. Why do it again? Yeah. Learn from your mistakes. Also, I don't think Thunderbolts, 
Thunderbolts is going to be an interesting movie. Yeah. It seems like they're trying to capitalize on the Suicide Squad hype. The second yeah. Suicide Squad. Two years not, later. Not the, not the first one. It's a way to get, that's a way to get on that gravy train. It's yeah. Make a movie. Well, make people forget that that, was a, that that was a thing. That's what it was. Yeah. So Marvel it was, that, like, it was their idea. Yeah, it was as if like Avenger, I mean, Armageddon <laughs> uh, came out and then Deep Impact comes out two years later. Yeah. Instead of two weeks later. And we're like, yeah, we came up with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that comes out July 26, 2024. And Fantastic Four will release November 8th, 2024. So, Can't wait back. to see John Hamm on the big screen. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Jason Siegel is the thing. Cracking, <laughs> yeah. Cracking jokes. <laughs> yeah. oh, I hope that he God. keeps his same body shape, but just in rock form. <laughs> <laughs> that would, that would they, be great. they should just hire Michael Chiklis to do the voice and they make should, it a CG man. thing. They he really was the should. only one. God, he's good. He was a. I mean, like the costume is goofy, but like his voice, like he was good. I love those he movies, man. <laughs> to this day, I, I, they're corny and everything, but I feel like Fantastic Four has to be corny. I, I think they're great. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they're absolutely great. Avengers: The Kang Dynasty were released May fifth. 2025 so and then avengers secret wars which i swore up and down we weren't getting a secret wars movie but apparently we are it will release november 8th 2025 yeah we'll be dead yeah that's wild man that those will get pushed back two avengers movies in the same year i guess yeah. i mean infinity war and endgame were in the same year weren't they uh-uh. really i don't think they were in the same year really i can't remember but i feel like they were like may and may i could be wrong i think you're probably right I think they might have been, were supposed to be in the same year. Fact check know. us on that, guys. I don't remember. It was so long ago. Yeah, fact check. We also I don't was, care. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a little kid when that one came out. That <laughs> was bouncing on me father's knee. <laughs> I'm, say, I'm calling it right now. I love Jonathan Majors as an actor. I think he's going to be my favorite MCU villain. People are talking about yeah. how, how Gore is like one of the best MCU villains. I'm like, dude, he was terrible, man. He was yeah. absolutely are you talking about ter- the Joker? Yeah. He got I no... Yeah, he had Fred? Absolutely no character development. I did not care about that character at all. And yeah. At I least this guy. Fine. Yeah, at least this guy we're getting multiple, you know, instances of him. So, And he's a great there actor. Was- not saying that Christian Bale isn't. No, but it, it was all about the right. So Christian Bale, I thought the acting was fine. Right. It was great, but yeah. uh, but it you're right that like there wasn't enough there. Mm-mm. They tried to get it all out in like the first ten minutes, um, but Jonathan Majors in that last bit of Loki, like that part was like so good, man. Made it. This is worth it. Yeah, they <laughs> made that. Worth that it. whole season was made off of that last scene for me. Yeah, I'm I'm man. excited to see what he does as a as a big bad guy. And then there's then the possibility of him like always being around, you know, because mm-hmm. they kill off all the villains. Which Ultron obviously is still alive. If you can afford to go on the Disney cruise, then you'll get to experience <laughs> that. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they have a thing of like just killing these 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 big villains in the MCU. But with Kang, there's multiple instances of like you can kill one character, but he can still pop back up. I, I love that idea. I think he just always be there, even if you kill him. A thousand times. Yeah. I mean, and logistically it makes sense because you only have so much money. Like you're yeah. thinking about having the star. Yeah. You know, that's uh, <laughs> like why Don Cheadle took over is because we're like, well, we got to keep Robert Downey Jr. around. 
You yeah. gotta pay him a lot of money, or he's gonna quit doing these. And then yeah, we're he fucked. Yeah, he couldn't get somebody super big, like a Denzel Washington. You, like obviously Denzel Washington's too old, but you couldn't get. I don't well, know. I, I, I feel like they got. I feel like they got Robert Downey Jr. for a, a bargain at that point. Well, at that time, yeah. yeah and I remember first. them freaking out about uh, what's his name that played Whiplash because he had come back. Like he was like that actor oh, yeah. is like worth nothing, and then he did the wrestler, and it's like shit. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, damn. Uh, but Don Cheadle, I mean, he does an amazing job. Obviously, he's great, and he's yeah, he's a great actor. He was just he was just sort of under the radar. Which well, he did, he did good, great movies. He did Hotel Rwanda, which was good. He yeah, was what was show. the guy? What was the guy that he took over for? I forget. Terrence Howard, Maine. Don't do it, Tony. <laughs> yeah, uh, the guy so, from Hustle yeah. and Flow, Terrence Howard. Oh God, such a terrible. Thing. <laughs> um, and we all know that about that thing. So anyway, yeah. it's just that's why I think they don't keep these villains around. It's like, well, we can only pay this many people. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, and that's why I thought like with Ultron, why get like, why get Robert California to play his voice? Fucking <laughs> 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 It could have been. Yeah, it's like <laughs> if you look at the voices. I'm sure there's a union or something, but yeah. you look at the voices for Lightyear. Like, they get major actors, and the cat, who's the best part of the movie, yeah. was voiced by one of the animators. Like, you get somebody like that to do the voice of Ultron. Yeah, or get one of the, not saying that they are not worth money, but get one of those video game actor voice actors or animated yeah. series voice actors that do an amazing job. Like, that's what they yes. do, and I don't yeah. think they have the same billing as an right. actor they- that doesn't even show his face. They're definitely worth the money, if not more, but they're yeah. not asking for, you know, like, seven multi, figures. Yeah, multi-millions of dollars. And they would love to do it, I would assume. I mean, but what the fuck do I know? I'm just a dude. Yeah, man, <laughs> we just... Don't pay us, Marvel. Yeah, we officially got the, you know, so we had the Infinity Saga starting off the MCU, and now we are officially in the Multiverse Saga. Uh, very original. I feel like the multiverse at this point has been sort of a joke, though. Like you talked about in Spider-Man, it was sort of like, eh. And even in Multiverse of Madness, it was just like, uh, it was okay, I guess. But yeah. it it hasn't really, they've been riding on the name, like the multiverse, to hype all these projects up. And it's just been sort of weak so far. Well, I think they're, they've made it too passe at this point. It's not yeah. special. Yeah. Like, in uh, Multiverse of Madness, like, they were just in another universe. No big deal. Oh, I'll go find myself here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Sure, man. Okay. Until they do some, like, crazy broken reality with, like, multiple characters. You know, there's three Chris Evans fighting each other. Like, just the most wild things. Then you're not going to have, like, a... Uh, real, they should just... It, yeah, it should have been more spectacle. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That's it. Besides... The Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer released. And that's what I was waiting on. I assumed that they were going to drop this. You know, some people were like, we're getting a fantastic forecasting. No fucking way, man. We were getting a Deadpool trailer. I was like, there's not, they're not doing, there's no Deadpool trailer right now. We're not getting any of that stuff, man. Uh, but I, I had a strong feeling that we were going to get the Black Panda. Black Panda. <laughs> that's different. That's a, that's, that's a multiversal don't, movie. Yeah, don't steal that. That's that's a movie that Tom and I Tom and I are working on that. Don't don't steal that. Uh, the first trailer for Black Panther, I had a strong feeling that I was coming out, and so uh, it did. You watched it. What'd you think? How do you know I watched it? 
Not because I bothered you to watch all the stuff before we <laughs> recorded. Uh, I I'm interested. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I've been wondering, and I think a lot of people have no idea what's going to happen. Ever since they made the early announcement that they weren't going to recast Chadwick Boseman, it's like, then what are you going to do? What are you going to do with this movie? I'm excited about the portions that they showed with Namor. Oh, Namor looks so good, man. I was iffy, not iffy about that. It's just, this movie has been a big question mark for me. I didn't know how it was going to work. But even seeing him be born and seeing the little stupid wings that are on his ankles, like, oh, that stuff worked (laughs) really well. And um, all of the internet was zooming in on that picture of Black Panther's ass at the end. To was like, mm, that's got to be that's a lady's butt, right? It's a lot of shapes. <laughs> yeah. a lot of shapes. That's a, la- that. that's a lady's butt, right? Everybody's like, I hope it's a lady's butt because uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm hard ready. Right yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it could be a lady's butt. I don't really know. We'll I think see. so. We'll um, Small waist. Yeah. I think, I hope it's Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. That's how you, Nakia. I hope, I hope that's how you say. Yeah, because, uh, one, she's hot. Also, she's hot. She's I think she would be a good oh. Black Panther. Yeah, huh? I think so. I said she's what vaxxed. Is... But, yeah, because yeah. there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a problem with Shuri not wanting yeah. to get vaccinated. <laughs> she's like, it's how they put a microchip in you. Um. She says, what are these? <laughs> Stupid. Uh, it, seems like, it seems like Angela Bassett may be turning into a villain in this movie. It would be interesting. She seemed like she's had enough of people dying. I saw it, uh, Kiki Palmer did a Angela Bassett impression for Kiki her. Kiki Palmer's a good actress. People don't think, because she does like some ridiculous stuff, people don't think she's a good actress. She's a really good actress. Yeah, she's great, but she did this. <laughs> she has uh, do two impressions. Uh, and it's great. I think it was on the the Google like, yeah, 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 you know, whatever that vanity fair. Oh, it's great. It's yeah. good. You gotta look it up. Look I'll it up, look everybody. It up. It's funny. The guy from Nope was supposed to be in Black Panther two, but he's not going to be in it now because of filming conflicts, which kind of sucks. But he was nope he was, was an good. Ass. He was an I ass. It. I want to see it, but when you have kids, you can't really go see rated R movies on a whim. It's uh, not really. Also, some parts, I just but it's I just use my kids as an excuse. I don't like scary movies. It's <laughs> not really that scary either. Nah. It's like well, you can say like that you can say that about all of his movies, but like right, that's us what I'm saying. It's like, kind of terrifying. <laughs> well, in a way, yes, yeah. but like not as much as you would think. Because I, you know how I am about aliens. Yeah, spoiler. I don't alert, like aliens in this movie. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, they like ruined it in the first fucking i saw a thing on tiktok i was like oh well there's the saucer yeah, yeah but anyway yeah. Uh, the last trailer i saw they had the saucer and i was like well but that's, that's the thing it's like it it doesn't really ruin any part of the movie yeah it's uh pretty interesting oh yeah i'll watch it's it fun. i'll watch anyway, it when it comes to hbo sidebar i noticed that all your trending topics have nothing to do with dc <laughs> no dc yeah. news in there yeah we're gonna talk about dc real quick uh black ass <laughs> 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 really, we saw, we, we saw, saw Black Adam. We saw. I didn't. Saw, did, there was a new trailer, maybe. I don't know if it was a new trailer. I didn't I see a it. new trailer for that. They Shazam trailer for Shazam. Ooh, yeah, there was a sh- trailer for Shazam. I will say that I'm not really excited for it though. I don't know yeah. if I don't know if they can do it again. The yeah, first I don't movie know. had the first movie was campy in a good way. It seems like they're doubling down on it, which isn't a problem. 
but I just don't know if it's going to work in this aspect. Like the villains seem weak, and well, I don't know. Mirren. Yeah, she's hot. She got some work done. Kind of sad. Poor lady. Yeah, she was so hot. Looks a little stretched. Like as old, she was a hot old lady in my opinion. Maybe because oh, yeah. she's a good actress. Yeah, <laughs> she can act her way around the room. <laughs> There's a, yeah, I don't know. But I do think it works in the Suicide Squad kind of campy universe. Yeah, yeah. I hope. I mean, we'll see. I'm I'm excited to see it. I am. One big thing about the DC panel is everybody assumed that we were going to get an announcement of Henry Cavill coming back as Superman in some in some capacity, whether it be in Shazam or whether it be in Black Adam. Because I mean that that is a thing. Superman is is tied to those characters because it's always like. Can Shazam beat Superman? Like that's if somebody could beat him, you know, Kingdom Come. There was Not a this great episode. There was a great episode. There was a great episode in uh, the old Justice League cartoon where they fight. Obviously, yeah, Man of Steel, Superman would kick the shit out of Zachary Levi's Shazam. But they didn't announce it. In fact, in the trailer, Shazam references the Flash, who is a monster, <laughs> Aquaman. And Batman, and no reference to there being another guy that flies around with a cape that you know that that has similar powers. So I thought that was like a very adamant statement. Like that motherfucker is, does not exist anymore. Yeah, Clark Kent went to Doctor Strange or Doctor Fate and said, "Hey man, can you erase me from everyone's memory, please?" And that's what happened. <laughs> even so, though I had lunch with yeah, the, yeah even though I was really- in the first movie. Even though he knows me, and I, we were together eating lunch in an elementary school, and I don't exist anymore. And then in the panel where uh, The Rock was talking, he was doing his, you know, The Rock thing. He, he said, "If so- any candy ass in here," <laughs> someone asked him, "Would he be fighting the, you know, Superman at any time?" And he was like, oh, "It depends on what Superman." So I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like he said that as sort of like a candid, like he probably wants Henry Cavill to to be Superman because I think very early on they were meeting and like planning out this movie together and things like that. So I don't know. Henry Cavill just needs to go to the MCU, get a big ass check, and just say call, just call it a day. Let yeah, him be Captain Dick Rider. Let him be Captain Britain, man. He's English. <laughs> He's buff. Why not? Yeah. There's only one English buff man. I mean, but he see. is English and buff and needs a job, <laughs> man. He's he's out there. He's almost homeless now. <laughs> is he? <laughs> he played buff Sherlock Holmes one time. The buffest Sherlock Holmes in history. Yeah. And now he's looking I don't forward. like that Sherlock Holmes hair. He needs to tidy it up a little bit. I mean, he looks well, like Jim. He, he can't bend his arms enough to do his hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's he too like buff. Jim Halbert. Or like... Uh, <laughs> he's too buff, or, man. What's his... Uh, or Dwight Schrute's impression of Jim Halbert. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's all really from the DC panel. Poor DC. They really they really had a little bit of attention after the you know Black Adam and Shazam thing. I thought they would have had... If Maybe they... I guess it's too soon to drop a Flash trailer for them because... Everyone still hates the Flash, but I feel like that would have been exciting. Yeah, they should have just shown the movie there. It'll be free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to see. I don't know. You know, 
going back to Marvel, they did see a teaser of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. I can't wait till that gets leaked on the internet soon. Yeah. That's it. San Diego Comic Con. It's the end of the trilogy. It's the end of the trilogy. It's going to be sad, I heard. <laughs> Rocket's going to get it. eviscerated. I'm calling it. <sighs> Not on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket and Drax are going to get killed. Drax is going to get shot in the head. And Drax is for sure going to get killed because yeah. Dave Bautista is like wanted out for a while. Yeah, and they're, they're going to have a villain named the taxiderm- Taxidermist and he's going to stuff <laughs> Rocket on screen. <laughs> like, like, a, like a puppet, yeah. <laughs> just, just He's just going to get in there and get him. So uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see all of that. <laughs> that's all we got for trying to talk about. I can't wait for next year when me and Simon actually get to go to San Diego Comic Con and sleep outside and do all the really yeah. gross stuff that they do at Comic Cons. Well, there was a lot of so there were a lot of like toy related reveals at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, which is kind of so, cool. Um, so that's what I was going to segue into, Simon. Let's talk. So this is what I want to sound like. You were just ready to give up. It's fine. Yeah, it's over. Simon, t- no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Tune out now. No. We're going to take a second. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the toy talk and make that a mini episode oh. for something else. Okay. <laughs> Multiple Good. episodes. I Multiple spilled my beer all over my desk. I've been I cleaning it up with my socks. I, I, I was watching you. <laughs> in case you thought, in case you thought you were in could speak. Oh no, I, I didn't think so. I was trying to drink it off the desk, and I took my socks off. I didn't so do it just that part. so you know what my struggles are over here, audience. This is going to be great. All right, so let's take a second, and we'll be right back. Okay, everybody, it's Michael E. Cullen II. And I'm Sesame Encarta from the All Too Real 2 podcast. We're passionate about movies, TV, and pretty much all things pop culture. Dive into the chaos of failed sitcoms, direct-to-video sequels, and the quirky realms of cinema and TV. Join us every Thursday for your dose of All Too Real 2 entertainment. We'll guide you through debates like whether Howard the Duck qualifies as a superhero. Ponder if Larry the Cable Guy could be the new rock or Schwarzenegger. Discover if some shows and movies should have stayed in the cutting room. Ever heard of a sitcom featuring that dictator with the funny mustache? Well, we watched it. We're dedicated to unraveling the peculiarities of pop culture, sometimes with awesome guests. So, if you're into the eccentric world of pop culture, listen and subscribe to All Too Real 2. Available wherever you find podcasts and on Age of Radio. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for giving us that slight second break. We're back with the section of the podcast where we review a trade. I mentioned it before. Call it whatever you want. You you call it. We're not gonna oh. we're not gonna put words in your mouth. But we're gonna call it a trade review. Yeah. Simon and I are gonna get matching tattoos that say trade review <laughs> on our gonna, face. Yeah, we're gonna get questions like, so what? <laughs> what are you trading? And why are you reviewing it? Okay, so sidebar, I know that we've just started, but yeah. Uh, so I got a tattoo. You've seen it. Of yes. This. Ka. K A. Ka. It's from the Stephen King universe. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know if that went through a mic, but you said Ka, and I said <laughs> Yeah, Cock. I heard it. <laughs> for, for, for everyone else out there. Cock. Uh, 
But anyway, my big fear is like because of the way it looked that somebody's gonna be like, "Is that like a racist thing?" And I don't, oh. I don't know why that was my fear. It's because I'm white and I'm afraid that if I get a weird no. symbol tattooed on myself, and that shit happened, somebody saw Did it they? and like, "What is that? Some KKK stuff?" And I was like, "Are oh, you serious?" Wow. I would think it was like <laughs> it looks more like the Robin symbol than any KKK paraphernalia. Yeah, I can see that. I don't. Remember I mean, closer, that. closer to that. Well, I said we we're getting matched tattoos. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> have to explain that all the time now. <laughs> yeah, right. This episode of the podcast, we were reviewing a book that I have wanted to read for a long time. Headlocker came out in 2015, and it, it immediately caught my eye because I love that art style. It's similar to an Adventure Time sort of, uh, what's the guy's name from Dexter? Gendy Tartosky. Sort of. Tartosky. Yeah, sort of that style, and, and I love that art style. So when I saw this, I was like, "Oh man, I definitely got to read it." I just haven't. Yeah, I just have a, a large read pile. Yeah, I didn't know that old. And as you know, I use the podcast as a way to go back and read old stories and talk about them with my friends. So Headlopper, it was also a book that when I looked it up, the trade said it was issue one through three. So I was like, "Okay, last week we read Last Ronin. It was kind of heavy, long." Five issues, but five like long, big issues. So let's do something light. Three issues, we'll get through this pretty quick. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was three issues, maybe, but six chapters. <laughs> so it was a equally long book. Yeah. Um, right off the back, Simon, I always want to know what you think about the book just from the first cover. You're like, do you ever have the instance like, oh, I'm probably going to hate this. Oh, I'm probably going to love this. Uh, it looked interesting. Definitely. I love... I love that the cover is like kind of a combination of a lot of things, but it definitely has that Cal art style. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's the style I was thinking about. And as we get into it, like, like you said, Adventure Time, like this is fucking Billy, right? Like, Billy, you know, like the, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Guy from Adventure Time, like yeah. yeah, it looks pretty cool. I love just the the contrast, especially on the main cover of the blood red like bright red background and then all the stuff on the foreground it's uh really cool so yeah i was excited to read it me too let's just jump right in before we start talking about it too much headlopper issue number one star story art and cover by andrew mclean action adventure fantasy decapitation the dark humored quarterly adventure begins with a double-sized first issue 80 pages of story and a premium pinup gallery for the regular price of $5.99. So that makes a little bit more sense. It's a quarterly book. Well, it's also that's a sales a, pitch. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting way to do it though. That's a it's a quarterly book. This one was longer. Okay, so now it makes could because you know, like I said, it says three issues, but it's six chapters. So maybe they do, you know, they bring it four up. quarters. Doesn't make any sense. Four quarters and a dollar, man. But there's only three issues. Dollars don't make sense, man. <laughs> Dollars are imaginary, just like <laughs> trades. <laughs> All right, so chapter one. Uh, very, I don't know. So the art style, when I was looking through it, I still love it. And this is not a slight at all. I'm just saying I felt like it was all done digitally. Like this is something that I feel like could have been done as a, it had a webcomic vibe to me. Yeah. If that makes sense. And it changes. Yeah. So even though it's the same guy, like the first 
four pages look like something that he had worked on. If I'm being honest, because this is how, yeah, this is what I do. Like, I'll work something, I'll work, so, I'll make it sound like I'm a professional. So, I illustrated a children's book, we all know. You are a professional. Um, (laughs) And the first three pages that I illustrated, like my test pages, look completely different than the rest of the book. Yeah. I have, I have my, you know, kind of Bible of what the characters look like, but it, the way my style was, the way I colored, the way everything, it all evolved. So as I got to the end of the book, like I had this thing honed, it was down to a science. And that's kind of what it looks like. Like these first couple of pages look like uh, kind of conceptual. Yeah, I agree. And then we get to a certain point and then it kind of, especially with our main character, it kind of snaps into what the rest of the book is. Yeah, I agree. And it's more so that, it's more sort of that Gendy style, in my opinion, with these first couple of pages, and then it goes into into some sort of more of that Adventure Time vibe. Yeah, especially with just the whole first chapter, because the it was confusing to us because we read it as a collection. It's three issues, but there's like five chapters, four or five yeah. chapters. Yeah, and so the first chapter is definitely like a whole different vibe. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Maybe that was the pitch. Maybe that was the pitch issue. And then they built it out from that. I mean, it's cool. I love it because it's there's not a lot of... I love it because there's not a lot of words, man. You know, you get there, you just look at the pictures, and you just get through it. But honestly, it's just... I can I really appreciate a story that can carry carry you through it without a lot of words. Like, in my opinion, it's hard to do action like that. That, carry, that can carry the story. Yeah, I... <laughs> there's so many funny things. Like, so this sets up a, a lot of interesting things like there he kind of saves this castle from this giant monster norgal they call him headlopper but norgal he's like norgal will do fine he like doesn't yeah. like that name yeah um and he talks to you know he doesn't really care he's not trying to upset the balance of the neighborhood he's kind of doing his own thing he sees a giant monster he slays it so even though there's like slave trade going on he's like uh you know i don't really care about that he says he does say something along the lines of like well you know let's see oh he said i'm I'm pretty sure you're pleased to see your precious cargo unscathed like Mm, yeah it's like people yeah he's like so uh so who's paying And all this guy's like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I thought you would uh, just yeah. find it in the kindness of your He sounds like the and, lemon garb guy, for, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> um, and w- what I like is that the guy steals some of this. Like, he's like man of the cloth. Like, oh, he's a church guy. But he would steal from like a holy man. Yeah. yeah, he's covered in jewels. He just steals his necklace. Can we go back a second, though, and talk about... So, he's fighting this giant monster uh, very immediately. They, they In the first couple of pages, they acknowledge him as, like, the executioner. We don't get a lot of the character background, mm-hmm. but they they name him the headlopper. He's fighting this giant monster. He gets swallowed, and the way he chops this thing's head off makes sense. You know... It's, all, it's uh, Hercules, man. And you, but we see like Wolverine in comic books and cartoons cut the head off of Sentinels, and it doesn't make sense because he has like these tiny claws, and he's he on the outside. The outside. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's like a one slice, one or two slices, and it cuts it off. This, he's inside, 
and then he completely whirlwind. I think it's just great. And then he gets shot out because of the blood, <laughs> the anime blood splatter. Yeah. I just really um, appreciated that scene. <laughs> I love how simple those drawings are, too. Like, it's yeah. kind of just a stick figure guy. But yeah. that's definitely like Hercules, like the way in Hercules yeah. he kills the Hydra. I agree. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just kind of a funny, it's an interesting setup because this holy man, we see him later a lot in the book. Um, this this kid wants to mentor with Norgal. He's like, nah. Yeah, every time I think, every, every time I think I've, I know what's going to happen. It just doesn't do it. So like, this is a typical mm. warrior story. He gets an apprentice to get the guy's like, yeah, I want to be your apprentice or whatever. And he's like, fine kid or whatever. He, he keeps following him around. But this time he's like, no, no, <laughs> and then yeah. just, that's it. And then the kid just leaves. I don't know if that has a payoff later on. It's a, it's a longer story that might have a payoff later, payoff later on. I don't know. But the bag that this kid is holding for Norgal has a head in it, which to me was, it threw me off. I hadn't, did not, it came out of left field. I had no idea. I thought he was talking. So there's this thing talking. And I thought, again, not knowing where this is going to go. He swings the bag over his shoulder and I was like, the bag starts talking to Norgal. And I thought, how did that kid get back in that bag? He's always put the kid to, to bed. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, he's obviously trying to sneak with him, but why is he talking? Like, I didn't understand. Yeah. yeah. But then he, he goes to shut this bag up, it bites him, and then we see our blue witch for the first time. Yeah. And I love how he just field goes her, man. Just kicks her ass. Yeah, always. Also. <laughs> He's just like punching, 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 and just throws the, or kicks the crap out of her. Yeah. What an unorthodox pair. Like, we've seen Conan-type characters you know, Hercules and things like that. But what a, just out the gate, no backs, no real backstory between these two. Like why the head is with him. I don't know if we ever get that story besides yeah. like he cut her head off and didn't want her to curse somebody. So he just kept her. Right. Yeah. And I guess there doesn't really need to be anymore. You know what I mean? We, we look for these complex story details, but you have to think, do you, do we really need it? <laughs> like it doesn't necessarily serve the story any more than what we got. Yeah, definitely not in this. I mean, yeah. that's enough. But yeah, this is Agatha. Uh, very, <laughs> very fun character. Very uh, fun. But yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, and it kind of sets up the rest of the book. You know, we see a few locations. There's a few text boxes, but nothing major. Like you said, I feel like this was a pitch. Yeah, the first issue was definitely like, okay, it was a nice cliffhanger. And I don't know if that even even if is the first issue. I don't know if chapter one and two are in the first issue. I don't know. 80 pages, I don't think, we're not 80 pages in, so. No, definitely not. It could be the first three chapters, honestly. Yeah. So, so let's keep going. Let's, okay, keep, let's yeah. not even talk about issue two. Let's just keep going. Because the second issue starts with, they're walking through the dark forest, and I don't think we're there yet. Okay, yeah. So, once we get into this, like, chapter two, the art style completely changes, in my yeah. opinion. Like, yeah, I agree. Still him, but it's way different, uh, and I prefer it over the first chapter. I do, opinion. too. So, it reminds me, and I talked about the Gendy Tartskovsky guy. <laughs> Tartskovsky. <laughs> right. 
and it reminds me sort of that the a mix of Adventure Time. I'm gonna it's gonna be annoying how many times I say it. But mixed with that, you know that primal show that he has? Yeah. A little bit of that into it. Like a little bit of a more harsher tones. Uh, it looks really good, though. I, I agree with you. I prefer this. I'm a huge fan of consistency. I talk about that a lot in almost every episode. And it gets way more consistent in this issue. Yeah, the first issue lot, was really loose. There's a lot more Pendleton Ward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, I agree. Uh I just looked that up. I'm not impressive. I just had to look it up because I could. Well, I was trying to think of the name, but yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, totally off the top of your dome, too, man. Impressive. Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, so, so we get more of a setup of the land that they're in. There's like a a queen and a king, and the king is like a five year old, right? Yeah. Um, and we see that like this, there's this this slave trade is happening. Under her nose, I guess, because it doesn't seem like she really notices. We've got in this castle room, we've got this man of the cloth. And then we, we see a few references to uh, kind of like a River Sticks guy, like death yeah. over the River Sticks. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. That was kind of a. I, I like the panel of like the dead people like pulling the boat along. It's kind of cool. Just hands sticking out of the water. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, we don't know they're dead, but anyway, they're just hands sticking out of the water. We kind of assume. Yeah. Um, the the five year old the, the queen is an interesting character because I can't I, at this point I can't really pin how she is. Like I can't really put my finger on it if she's good if she's bad. You know, maybe it's a little too much Game of Thrones that I've watched. I can't tell if, right. if she's a good queen or not, because obviously the king, like the, the real king, is dead. And so the son is supposed to be, which is, is ludicrous to think that these holy men or the steward or anybody should answer to this six-year-old. Right. But Yeah, that he can't even get into the chair on his own. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and One, this, the, the holy man is trying to get justice for the... Norgal stealing his necklace, but everyone—I love that everyone's just sort of—you know—you think again, like Game of Thrones. You think this is a Littlefinger character where he's going to come and manipulate everybody, but everyone's just like, mm, "No, yeah, shut up, get get the <laughs> fuck out of here." You—you you were obviously a bad guy. Yeah, I love all these like little. So Agatha has a lot of feature moments where she's in these panels, and there's like little shit going on where she's it is great, man. I. I did not yeah. expect I really when we first saw the character I thought it was going to be annoying. I thought mm-hmm. it was not going to work, but man, she's great. Yeah, it's like even here he's talking to a, kind of a pawnbroker or whatever. He's trying to fence this necklace that he just got. He's like, "I can't because I know where it came from." But yeah. you know, there's this conversation happening. There's a meal on the table and like she's kind of eyeing it and yeah. right before she gets a taste like the guy steals it away from her and i didn't even yeah. notice that until just now when i, I didn't notice until you just said it yeah and even but the yoink it says yoink <laughs> yeah there's all these and she says she tries to boo she tries to scare everybody like this it's great yeah uh, it is so good and like their relationship with each other again first issue first chapter i was like this is this is you're not gonna have a good payoff it's gonna be annoying it's gonna be like super serious she, she's cursed he's cursed to you know we read Bar- uh, Barbaric, 
and he was cursed to have the axe with him forever and do good and all this stuff. I thought it was a similar situation, but no, he just legitimately just has her because he doesn't want anyone else to have to deal with her. And he is a super dick to her. <laughs> like, yeah, like in this part, she's just like talking to him. She's being sort of a dickhead to them. And that payoff, sure. their their relationship payoff in another chapter is so great. I could have like st- stood up and clapped <laughs> the yeah, moment yeah, yeah. later on. But they're talking shit back and forth. And he just drops her in this barrel <laughs> of water and like walks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, You're, you'll have me drown. And it's like, uh, dude. Yeah, at first she says, you know, she complains, she's complaining about the food, and she's saying, you would have me starve to death, and he was like, well, would you die? Is that, was that what would happen? Like, you don't even eat. It's like, you've been Mm -hmm. dead for years, and then we learn that they've been together for years, and uh, then she was like, listen, you don't breathe. Watch this, and dunks her in this tank, and (laughs) then leaves her. her For a long time. And this is the Uh, first time we see the steward, which they make a reference to earlier. Yeah, Which, that's... that character development, that character was great, in my opinion, because I just thought he was like a henchman. Yeah. And then it unfolds into this whole important part of the story. Yeah, he's basically kind of like the sheriff of Nottingham, right? Yeah. Uh, and we, like you said, there's some, they, they kind of treat it like we don't know about him, because we don't, right? We don't, They yeah. kind of treat it like this character doesn't know about the guy he's summoning but he's speaking to the bara or, or whatever his name bar is um, the place and it's sort of this uh yeah. across the oh, across the river is the is this haunted Magical. enchanted place yeah. they call it the bog the black muds the the murky water and so there's this presence there that everyone's scared of and so like simon's saying we get this Stuart, the sheriff of nottingham goes over there and it seems like he accidentally stum- summons the spirit, uh, which looks great. Yeah. I love that page, man. The thing, thing, thing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and then, I like the design of this guy altogether. Me too. Me too. And then in the very end, we learn that that is his father. What a twist. What a twist, yeah. Stuart Cravenworm. That's a cool name. Yeah. We get some uh, fun fun moments between uh, Norgal and this guy. You know, it's like the typical, like, oh, your mother's a whore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't realize that's where he gets the helmet from. He just, like, later on, he just has his helmet. And I was like, where the fuck did oh, that come I didn't from? Get it. I didn't know that either. Um, but, yeah, so they make fun of each other, whatever. Yeah, and it's, like, really serious at first. He's like... Yeah, he's he's like headlopper, and then he's like they just like talking shit like buff. You know, me and Simon do that. We're buff bros. We we talk shit to each other when we see each other after yeah, a long journey. Flex and see. <laughs> yeah, then we Ooh. put up. We do the the warrior handshake. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <See who> gets- <laughs> it was funny. They just it, it was cool because I didn't know what was going to happen, uh, but then they ended up being friends. And again, you we have this story with this typical Conan uh, Hercules warrior he's a lone wolf but he's not really a lone wolf he has friends mm-hmm. he has the witch's head he has this dude that has uh gone through the ringer it looks like yeah he's missing a leg and they're they're obviously old friends they say they have two kids and right at that moment we get this uh 
kind of report that one of the kids is like panicking like oh shit the other brother he's stuck in a tree because there's big wolves and you're like oh big deal they're wolves you know whatever yeah that's um, definitely penal that kid is definitely a Pend- pendleton ward design mm-hmm. um so you know they're they're gonna go fight the wolves uh we gotta switch off back to this other character what's his name i can't remember <laughs> The main Stuart and I don't remember. I don't remember what the dad, the spirit's name is. Lulak and yeah, but uh, he basically kind of explains like the the witch's head, this head that that Norgal has with him is the is what's going to free him. It's what he needs. It's what this uh, power he needs to. Yeah, I don't know, it seems like at some point he got depowered. Um, yeah. met, whether it be something that him and the king, him and the original king. Uh, there, there's a precursor story to this that we, it's not really important. All you need to know is that he's not as strong as he once was, and that mm-hmm. the witch's head can give him that power back. And it, it, again, it's like, do we really need the complex stories? I mean, obviously not in this. I guess maybe it works in when you do your whole story like this, because yeah. we don't really need the old war story or whatever. We just know that this is what they're giving you the plot. That's just what it is. Yeah, that it, there's a little bit of exposition here, but they do um, later in the story. There's a nice build-up with it, which explains this whole relationship. Yeah, and explains a little bit, but doesn't explain how this guy lost his powers. Which is kind of yeah. There, I guess there is a mention in the last chapter, but nothing major. It's just like a passing line, like oh. You know, yeah. thank God we have this new oxygen that doesn't erupt when we smoke these cigarettes. It's like, thank you for smoking. You know, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. put a line in there and it'll be fine. One thing that I thought was weird is that Norgal doesn't just go to fight the wolves. He goes to get the head before he fights the wolves. Yeah, I love that. Because she's like fucking just hanging out in the barrel of water. <laughs> Yeah, but she's well, looks like making she, her way out. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like she can control her hair, and it's like an octopus almost, just like trying like to flop she, flop those tendrils out of there to try to get out. Yeah, like she's like kind of spitting out the water. So. But yeah. I love all her. She she's always saying boo. She say hello, and she's kind of like the onomatopoeia. So like as she's yeah. running away, she's like wee, you know. Yeah, just yeah. all these fun. It's ridiculous because he's so he's like stone face. Like you don't even see his eyes. It's just like a straight stone face going to action, and it's just like this ridiculous accent to this character, which I think is great. I thought the wolves were great. We get to see these wolves. I thought I thought this whole page was great, man. And yeah. I, it was hard to read. Like I did not hard to read, but I didn't know if it seemed like the wolves are with the steward. But I guess they're chasing them. Kind or at least of. they want the illusion of them chasing them. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like they're chasing them, right? But they're beasts of the forest. It's, some of this shit's kind of gruesome. We see it in the first chapter. Someone get, yeah, someone gets bit in the first chapter, but this is way better. Yeah, this guy gets, like, disemboweled. It's kind of sad. Um, but these wolves aren't wolf, regular wolves. Like, they're huge. Jaguar. Ginormous. Gigormous. 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 I'm, I'm glad you didn't skip over that because that's a great word. Um, and one of the things that I like is even though, so I don't, I don't really care for gore that much, but even though this book is very Cal art style, it's very 
you know, Guinea Tartofsky, Pendleton Ward, there's still some pretty cool scenes. And <laughs> we get the scene of Norgal like running, jumping off the face of a horse to dive in and cut. Uh, which, like you said, realistically, you know, his sword can't cut all the way through the wool. Uh, um, but you're right. It can't, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a beautiful base and it's still so simple, man. Yeah. It cuts like straight through the snout of one of the wolves and it looks, it looks so good. good. He also it, uses a witch's head. as like a flail, which is fun. Yeah. And so this is like, it really, it really pays tribute to like their relationship. It is, obviously his fighting style is has developed with her always being there. Mm -hmm. If he uses it as a weapon. And I love that she's smiling. And like you said earlier, she's, she's just that, that accent character, because it would be, it would be weird if I didn't mention onomatopoeias, but I love that in this, you know, I usually love the exaggerated onomatopoeias, but in this one, they're just written in like the arrows Mm -hmm. hit the wolf a few pages earlier. And it just says pop snap crunch. They're just like written in. I think it looks great, except when she says it, they're more exaggerated. Or when anyone actually says it, they're more exaggerated. Yeah. So, some funny thing. She, he cracks a wolf over the head with her, but then she gets swallowed. He lets yeah. go, whatever. He's more, you know, he's more worried about saving this kid. And yeah. there's a full page spread of, like, this sequence of events, which is... So cool. So cool. It's He's fighting three different wolves. Shows how he disembowels one, how he cuts the head off another, how he throws a sword at another's head. I love and that they don't even give a shit about like drawing his face. <laughs> like it's right, literally yeah. just like a long. It's just, it's just like a long mouth and eyes, and the beard is just his face. In these, yeah. which you don't need to to do a microscopic face on all these people. It works, you know, especially in yeah, this style. That's what's so funny about like the difference between the first issue and, and or the first chapter and these subsequent chapters because they do get looser. Yeah. Um but yeah. There's a sequence so one of these wolves catches on fire and I think it's the one that swallows her. Uh swallows the witch's head because it just like erupts into flame. Yeah, that's what I thought. One of them starts, it's like coughing up smoke and then catches on fire. So I'd assume that was. Yeah, so it's not a good thing to swallow the witch's head. And she's not ever damaged. Um, Yeah, so it is, she's not just a head. I mean, she still has, she is just a head, but she still has magical powers, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, The little kid saves him. He gets pinned. The little kid shoots one (laughs) arrow. And I love the wolf's like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, just enough to annoy the wolf. Enough to yeah. get his head chopped off, man. Yeah, gets his head cut off. Um, and then Norgal goes and disembowels the wolf that burned to a crisp to get the head back. Yeah, like he didn't yeah. leave it. He could have easily left it, but no, he <laughs> cuts it open, digs in there, just looking for my head, pulls it out. Yeah, and... This guy is trying to have like a conversation with him. He's like, oh, hold on. And he just pulls this blood. And those panels, again, there's something about that, like, uh, that bright blood 
look. Yeah. I don't know. They just really stand out. It really does, you know, because everything else is so dark. And he's like, Swordsman, what twisted ritual is this? And he's like, it's not. It's not. I'm just getting in here to get this head that I left in here a second ago. Yeah, I love. She's always goofy. She's like, hello. <laughs> yeah, like, it's no big deal. And again, it's the subtle things like that, that uh, their relationship is deeper than what we think. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a frustration. He beats her up. He kicks her. throws her all the time. But he always goes back to get her. You know what I mean? Right. And whether he blames it on like wanting to curse it on something, I think they're more dependent on each other than they let on. Hello. Yeah. The, I still don't know the queen, though. The queen seems decent. She doesn't trust the steward. It's because he's gross looking. But. Yeah, he's yeah he's really gross looking. And then um, and it's the same. Like you. Like you said before, we've got this holy man who's still, everybody's just kind of ignoring all around. <laughs> yeah, so great, man. He even gets slapped in the face by the steward. Yeah, so so we didn't talk about it, but the the main sorcerer wants the steward to have, because he can't just, he didn't think the steward can get the head from Headlopper. So he says, just pivot it and make it, make it to where he's going to go on an adventure over here. To bring me the head. Bring the head here and I can take care of the rest, right? And so they yeah. started this whole manipulation thing. Yeah. I do love this environment. It's just like a, a hero's journey type thing. He's just going through the first level of the hero's journey. Yeah, for sure. It gets weird. We get these weird rock monsters that look great. They have no real yeah. reason to their, their insides. Yeah, that like they they look like the environment, right? Uh, they're kind of that... Yeah. that shit you see it's like a real play i think it's in like iceland where it's like these uh hexagonal rock formations but yeah one i really love the the panel breakdown here because you get one where it's just him like there's no panel he's not contained it's just the guy and then you get the environment yeah and then you get another one where it's just the guy and her and this is where she starts to really fucking annoy the shit out of him (laughs) she's like whoop that's a rock. Be careful now. <laughs> yeah. You know, mind your feet. Hop, hop, hop. Frog jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox leap. She's, yeah, she's like narrating the adventure, which is great. I love it. But for the main character, he's annoyed and he yells. He uses her as like, <laughs> he's like slingshots her. Oh, he, he has no way of knowing where she's going to go. He completely slingshots her off of this thing. Yeah, he just throws her. Which I thought was great. And she loves it. She's laughing all the way down. Yeah. And I I love that his first move is always cut the head off. It's not like a battle back and forth. It's like instantly cut the head off. Yeah, man. And and this one's like a one swivel move of like head and torso. It's kind of interesting that these things, they so they smell them, they say man flesh, whatever. You think this is going to be a big yeah. deal. No. Doesn't even really slow him down. No, skewers a bunch of not at all. He didn't care. Rolls through him, yeah, and then and then ends up back at Agatha, and basically like, hey, I'll give you this hand if you just shut yeah. up. We do see like a what seems like Chief Rock Monster. It's like, <laughs> you know, walks away. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm good. No big deal. <laughs> I'm not fucking with that dude. Obviously. But I do like, yeah, he just gives her a hand to gnaw on to shut up. And you would think it was like it would be like a rock consistency. It's just leathery. Yeah. And then that same chief rolls up. They kind of look like iguanas. Mm-hmm. The same chief rolls up and tries to attack him, but instantly. Yeah. Gets his head he, cut he's off. asleep. He wakes up, cuts his head off, falls right back to sleep. Like instantly right back asleep before the blood could even fall down the pillar. That's crazy, man. 
Yeah. She's super happy. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about the uh, head lopper puts the head on a spike pretty much to as a warning to like no one should follow them. But she's in awe of how gorgeous it looks. And then we get this weird like alien looking creatures. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely weird. They're sisters that have been watching him the whole time. Yeah, man. T and Tamara are up here watching them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. And I do and I do wonder because she said this is a warning. He knows that we've we're watching him. And he says, like, I'm putting this head up as a warning to anyone who's following me. But I don't know yeah. if he actually knows that they're following. Or he's just doing it just as a Because he's a brute force guy. Like he's he doesn't show that he's really that smart. Like he gets annoyed with the and later in the issues he's like <laughs> he's stubborn, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, I want to say that this might be issue two finally because yeah, I think so we do too. get back we do get backstory of of the steward, but right after that we get introduced to this the little guy creature of the forest. Yeah, that's cool. Which reminded me of uh, the guy from Zelda, those little wood creatures from Zelda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Headlopper issue two. So we it was a long journey to get here, guys. Jesus Christ, it's a good. <laughs> so it's a great book so far. Not yeah. a lot of complaints or anything, but. Yeah, they're, no. they're long. Headlopper issue two. Norgal and Agatha pass through a dark forest with a particularly grim history where they meet a strange little creature named Nim. Is he a friend or does he just want to see undead giant squish the headlopper to meet Jelly? That's it. We'll talk about that when we get to it, but I do love that interaction between them because it, you and I are both fans of Zelda and like Link's journey and all that stuff and, and, and the entire world that they exist in. And it really did make me feel like the wood, the woodland creatures mm-hmm. that you interact with. Uh, but they're, this guy's kind of like a, actually kind of like a little shit. Yeah. <laughs> like he's there, but it's kind of annoying. And you would have to assume that they were, there would be annoying ones. Like they would have to be, <laughs> they couldn't all be nice woodland creatures. There would have to be some like, hey man, get out of here. Yeah. A few of them that you just kick. <laughs> so uh, we start out, we see the, River God again, which we've seen in the first issue, and we'll see yeah. forever. You know, we're gonna see for a long time. Yeah, he's like a a watcher of the story almost. Like he's a not narrating it, but right, like collector. He seems like he's seeing the whole thing. Yeah, he's seeing the whole thing. It seems like yeah. So he this is we don't know it yet, but the, I'll spoil it. This is a flashback. We get like a flashback version yeah. or vision. I mean, at the beginning, and we've got this kind of homeless looking kid and. They're the king and his steward, not the steward that we know, are in this yeah. village, right? Kind of a poor village. And uh, guy, one of the guys says, like, we don't have any food here. And he's like, well, slaughter your horse. You know, yeah, we we'll eat food. that horse. And, like Genghis Khan. Yeah, he's like, well, this is the only horse I've got. And they're like, ah, oh, shut your mouth. Don't talk. Don't say another word. And they, they do <laughs> what we were talking about. They got freaking little kid shredder stabbing people this thing <laughs> yeah batman shooting people that was in something y'all won't hear and now we've got this guy just stabbing this farmer right through the chat with like a six foot blade yeah this king does not seem very good like yeah. Yeah, you at this point i assume the queen is good right but this king's kind of a dick from the little interaction we have but the king is terrible yeah. and then we also get the king later on and he seems like a good guy so this is just part of me feels like this was this grunge face, uh, an exaggeration from the sun. But then, no, he's just like, a, I don't know why he's an evil dude in this, but then he seems like a decent guy. 
got married, man. They got married and about to have a kid. Kids will do that to you. They make vagina. you a P word, man. Yeah. Pacifies you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There it's it is. word I know you were looking for. Yeah, there it is. Um, but, I mean, one thing that I want to talk about is in the first chapter, the the what we're calling the, the pitch, everything's flat. The colors are all flat. And while the colors are still flat, there's a little bit of a gradient added to it. And I think they're... Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Uh, a lot of the books that we talk about, we talk about the the choices that the colorists use, and I feel like it's perfect in this for this story. Yeah, like using flats for most of the characters and adding that slight gradient in is it, to me, it's freaking perfect. Yeah, the the flats remind me of like retro comics. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so they kill the farmer and they and the king. So the steward says, yeah, well, what about, a? am sure he's got a wife and kids. What do we do about them? The king says, kill him. Yeah. And it's like, terrible. fuck, he's a bad dude. And he, and he only says, kill them because he says the sound of them like crying and being upset would get on my nerves. Right. So kill them. So I don't have to hear it. Like that's a step further than being just like terrible. And it's like, you're only killing them because they would be sad that you killed their dad. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. They, they, you're an evil. You're an evil guy. His mom is a s- strong person, but gets her shit rocked. They do. Yeah, they beat the shit out of her, which is which is sad. And he runs away. Yeah, he he swims across the river, and the watcher doesn't really help him, but doesn't really like condemn him either. And even yeah, like he makes he, he's gonna make us. It seems like he wants to, and even the bird is like, "Hey, man, that that was it." And then the the guy on the boat is like. Well, he made it to the wood. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. Like, my job is to help people across. He made it without me, so see ya. <laughs> yeah, he makes it all the way there. And we see a... So this he talks to a snake, and we see a reference to that snake as an adult. You know, when yeah. we said, like, there's no real setup. We don't know if he knows about this guy. The snake gets ready to eat him, and he's like, man... Sh- do it, dog. Do it. Yeah, my life sucks. My parents are dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the snake kind of takes pity on him and reveals himself as uh, the bog monster. I can't remember his name. But Me either. he says, you know, like, why die when I could help you, uh, you know, get revenge? Yeah. And so he's, uh, we learn that the, the, evil wizard is like an adopted father for the steward. I don't think we even realize that this is a steward yet. Yeah, the the only indication is that he says, tell me, son, what is your name? And then yeah. the next and then panel. the next page is Lulak or whatever. Yeah, Lulak. Like the, <laughs> we see those two ninja guardians <laughs> and, and the weird lizard guy. <laughs> I absolutely love those characters because, again, in typical fantasy stories those guys are winning because they're so manipulative and like they're holy men and no one goes against holy men but in this part they're just like everyone ignores them in this story yeah and they're in this dungeon they're naked dehydrated as hell and <laughs> yeah, naked and dehydrated in a dungeon i do like that we see his his like guards and they're still wearing masks like even in the dungeon yeah, 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 yeah. D- different mask, but they have like just like burlap sacks over their face. Yeah, I can't say shit. Lulak uh, is evil. 
in case we were wondering if he was or not, he frees the holy man and it gets anytime. So I, I get uncomfortable really easy in situations. I think that's a well-known thing about me. So the first thing Lulok says, Lulok says to the holy man is like, did you get the, the girl? Mm-hmm. And do you have the girl ready? I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. come on, man. I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. What is this? Especially because the next one, he's like, of course, my lord. And then he's <laughs> like, uh, remember, she, <laughs> remember, she must be unsullied. And I'm like, mm, come yeah. on, man, don't do it. Don't make it weird, please. Yeah, I was into it. But um, we know that he's evil. If we didn't get an evil vibe from that, the other guard's like, hey, uh, I don't think you're supposed to be doing this. Yeah, what the hell? You're just <laughs> taking three prisoners with you? Yeah. He was like, I know you're the boss, but like, uh, do, am I supposed to say something to somebody? Like, what am I supposed to do here? And he's like, this was a very cool movie moment scene, though. He's like, he's like, um, a gold, he said, now gold, gold is for my thanks, but then steel is for my silence and stabs him. I was like, ooh, that was a cool moment, man. Yeah, but then he's got to hide a body. Like I'm saying, stop <laughs> yeah, killing yeah, people. You could probably, you probably could have bought that guy off pretty easily. Yeah, also, it looks like, again, I know I'm going to say Adventure Time a lot, but it looks like when he dies and he's like choking on his own blood, that looks like something that would have been in an Adventure Time episode. Like, a, obviously not for a cartoon network yeah, for HBO. kids, but it's just, it's like sort of silly that he's just like, ah, yeah, ah. cough, 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 cough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his eyes are just, there's just a line for his pupils. Yeah. And then he's just like whispering in his ear. Yeah. Shh. Yeah. Lulak is a weird ass. And I feel like he's getting more grotesque as we're learning how evil he is. Like his yeah. skin is getting uh, more like gray. His brow is, is heavier. Maybe that's accidental, but I just feel like they're heading into the forest and kind of get this weird little forest thingy following him around. And he's hard- before that, though, we get the rocks are talking to him. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah the yeah. rocks of the forest yeah. are like danger, beware, yeah, turn back. And he's ignoring them. And so the last rock is like jerk, jerk. <laughs> yeah, jerk, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I thought that was great. Yeah, and I do like the Agatha's like, you're, you're not even listening. Like, they're older than you. He's like, I don't care about the stones. It's like, yeah, I just he says, think, I fear nothing. Magic is for those too weak to lift a blade. Yeah. Which is a very important conversation between the two of them. Because then she says, magic is stronger than steel. And he says, surely you jest, stupid crone. Which has a, the best payoff ever in my opinion <laughs> that I've, I've read in a long time in a comic book yeah yeah it's pretty great we we get this little fella that's following them around he's kind of a bunch of stuff he looks like a i can't really tell what he's supposed to be yeah this kind of looks like a fox and the way he moves is sort of like a four-legged creature but then he also stands up yeah he's got a that raccoon tail like tied to him. yeah the bottom part of the panel I, i'm gonna stop talking about adventure time guys I'm sorry. But one thing that I like about that show is all the details in the background. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll just see, like, random things from the olden world that, are, that they don't even reference that are just in the background, whether it be a skeleton, whether it be a TV or whatever. And this, he's just walking through this forest and there's just random skulls. There's a giant behind him. It's just all these random things that don't really need 
expl- explanation, but add to the story without you really noticing it. Right. Yeah. He comes to these giant rocks, which to me look like some kind of chess piece type deal. Yeah. I agree. And uh, goes to camp out. We get some really great panels of Agatha trying to eat this bug. Yeah, whenever you talked about it earlier, whenever you, you were talking about the great moments that she has, like with the guy when he was trying to sell the medallion, mm-hmm. I immediately thought about this. Like, this, <laughs> this seems like if I if I was annoyed with this story at this point, this would have been the worst page. <laughs> But it was so good. <laughs> it was so great, in my opinion. Yeah, she, I love that she, yeah, the bug she tries to eat. It just, like, comes out of her nose, runs away. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. It's just bye. It just, like, looks like a tear roll is about to roll down her eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And and this this Nim guy, it, you can't, you, I don't really know. Even at the end of it, I don't know if he's just a shit or if he's just, like, a, a pesky woodland creature. But he's like, hey, it's bad luck to stay among the dead. And she's like, and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. And and then I guess he's talking about the head. But then eventually he says that he's talking about them. Hmm. I don't remember. Well, so, yeah, the first thing he does is like slap Agatha in the head. So, yeah, that's Norgal. Um, He just says like, hey, man. You're one of my kind. I hate her too. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, hit her, man. Totally hit her again. That. Yeah. Make her, make her cry. Um, <laughs> and he shares his meal with Nim. He's looking very odd. He, he's kind of got like a face paint. Like he doesn't actually have that mouth. It's yeah, like yeah. It's part, the, it's part of the it's part of the mask. Yeah. Uh, I like it, but it's also confusing. Yeah, but he essentially, Nim basically tells him to get out. Like, you should probably leave. Should have. Yeah, the, the dead life. that he was talking about wasn't actually Agatha's head. It was the ghosts. These are like tombstones or something like that. And then all these ghosts pop up. Yeah. I I love, so like you said, so he's like, no, the steel is mightier, you know. So he's like trying to cut him up, and it doesn't do anything because it is just yeah. He goes for he goes for the head. Uh, He always goes, which is, you know, it goes back to what we talk about in other episodes of like shooting Batman in his mouth hole (laughs) or like doing the thing that is going to kill the villain. Austin Powers, I'll go get my gun right now. Like, this is what we're talking about. He goes straight for the chopping off the head because that should do it in most situations. Yeah, he tries, but this is dumb. He tries to chop his ghost head off and nothing happened. Right. Which I thought was funny. But we also get the two alien sisters that have the unsullied chick. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. Yeah, with the slave guy who's still mad. Yeah. And they have like this weird peace pipe that they blast in people's <laughs> face and knock them out. <laughs> yeah. Like we can Because they talked about it earlier. She's like, you're. Well, earlier or later on, they're like, you're smoking all the dust. We have to do this for money now. And it's like a weird. Yeah, like affects them differently, for sure. Yeah. Uh, And this is what you're talking about. Uh, Norgal is on the ropes. He can't chop their heads off. That's his go-to move. And uh, he uh, he finally, this is the first time we ever see this. He asks Agatha for help because she has power still. And she says... How could I do that? I'm absolutely helpless without steel. And he's like, motherfucker, I know you know magic. Like, help me out, please. Uh, and then she says, 
it's so like very Simpsons. She looks like a Simpsons character. Yeah, super petty. She's like, yeah, she's like, just saying, man. It's, you know, magic is stronger than steel. And he's like, no, he won't do it. He's stubborn. Yeah, he's like I, never. I just imagine it's like, okay, say it. Magic is yeah. stronger than steel. Just say it. yeah. Very, it just reminded me of a scene from Simpsons. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, but he goes on this like very Conan rant, basically saying "fuck off," and she's like, "Just say it, man." <laughs> yeah, fine. Then die by force, magic. And then he like whispers it, fine, and like you know he mumbles it, says it under his breath, <laughs> and then he he yells it, and she gets freaking t- so tickled by it, and then doesn't she doesn't say anything. <laughs> Yeah, I love how wide then, her eyes get when she's laughing, and then she gets a real big sly smile on and then it. She, he's still getting choked out. You know? He's getting choked out, right? And he's screaming at her at this point. And this is what I talked about a second ago. This is the best payoff that I think I've read in a comic book this year. Because you, in, in my head, I'm like, oh, she's going to help him. She's going to yeah. zap him or something. But then she says, I'm not helping you cut my fucking head off. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you die, motherfucker. Yeah, I was Which like, I, wow. I, I audibly laughed at that panel because I it just, this book continued to surprise the hell out of me, man. Yeah, and this is one of the, this is like a deus ex machina. Like he's sitting there yeah. getting choked out by this ghost. And then these dead giant, they're not like zombies, I guess. I don't, they're not ghosts eat you know grab and eat the swordman that was gonna stab him which i love this about this world because it when you deal with magic and fantasy stories like there are no real rules you know what i mean so maybe giants in this world can eat ghosts like that's a thing yeah whatever it works so this is but it seems like uh, this giant eats him, but then like blows the smoke out of his nostrils as if it just like if he's, he just smoked something. Yeah. And so now it, they're just like, oh, hell yeah, let's eat all these ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and they all look like glassy eyed. Yeah, they're definitely, and you can tell that they're dead because like some of them have just like half their face missing and just a skull yeah. on their knee and stuff like that. Skeleton arm, giant nipple piercing. Not that <laughs> yeah. that's a dead, not that that's a dead trait. That was just weird. What do, you, what do you have that says Leather Daddy? Um, <laughs> and I love that these I love that these ghosts just run or they're freaking out. They're like, giants! Unleash yeah. hell! And they just like start throwing ghost stuff at them. I've been watching a lot of Arrested Development. That was <laughs> but yeah, we've got our new guy, uh, Nim. He's doing like kind of a dance and like a And that's the type of shit that reminds thing. me of Zelda because he's just like yeah. this... An, annoying creature man yeah and he's the one that's like hey you should look behind you you know it almost seems set up yeah the giants come to stomp the men to jelly under feet yeah and so that's why yeah it feels like and squish the ghouls to dust because they have no blood to bleed so yeah it seems like this is sort of his thing he's a woodland creature that just causes mischief and then, yeah, and then we get to the point, like, there's some foreshadowing. He's getting a little bit too close to Agatha's face. She's smiling. She's like, oh, hell yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and he's tiny. And uh, this is when our guy basically decides, like, you know what? I'm going to cut up these giants. I can hurt them. Yeah, let the giants eat the ghost, and I'm going to fuck the giants up. 
Yeah. I just love how he clean, clean sweeps everything. Like when he cuts something off, it's like a freaking. He cuts an yeah. arm off of that one giant and it's just like a slink straight off. Freaking deli. This and there's no blood in this because, like you said, they're dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it was- Nim, yeah, Nim says, Nim knows the giants are long dead, stupid swordsmen. You can't take their lives. Basically saying, what are you doing? You can't kill them. And he's like, I don't need to kill them. Only their heads. Yeah, Flop. they're saying take their heads. Uh, Agatha gets a hold of of uh, Nim's tail. Yeah, game over. Yeah, changes. We get all these interspersed panels of, of our guy cutting up the giants, and then we get another panel of Agatha, just one arm poking out of her mouth. Yeah, when honestly, like, the giants are killing the ghost, and I don't feel like they were even attacking Norgle, so, like, why is he... <laughs> I don't know. That whole part didn't make a lot of sense for that reason. I was like, they seem like they're helping him. Yeah, they're not worried about him. They are addicted to ghost meat, obviously. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and I guess he just likes cutting heads. But I like that he cuts all their. I like how they're he, he cuts all their heads off, but they're still just like wailing on each other <laughs> without yeah. their heads. <laughs> their bodies are going crazy, smacking each other. Yeah, time to go ahead. And he picks her up and leaves, and I like that they're just a pile of zombie or zombie giant heads that are just like garg, 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 garg. Yeah, and there's a there's a blurb here where he says that miniature craven must have, and then Agatha's like, I ate him. Oh, afterward, after this, yeah, I love it. But you don't even, and she's like, he 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 he. Yeah, she's like she, he's just in her throat. Yeah. Pulls out this bloody stump and then gives him the fucking kick, man, into a tree. Yeah, so apparently he says that he cursed them. Curses you with ancient force magic. Magic? Bye, bitch. Because <laughs> magic has yet to help him. I love that he just kicks stuff into oblivion, though. Like Just into a tree somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the shit out of that guy. And he does seem annoyed with her, and he does seem like he hates her, but also we get moments like this to where you see that he actually likes having her around. Because mm-hmm. he says, Agatha, Blue Witch, for allowing me revenge on the little man, I am regrettably in your debt. And then they just, you know, it's just a back and forth that he has. Like, one thing that he never leaves her, stuff like this, like he appreciates her eating that dude. This is where we get background on how whatever the the steward the modern steward's name yeah, uh basically how yeah how he gets into power so he's talking to our bog bad guy and i like the he's got these like bat creatures basically they they mentioned it earlier with the wolves but any creatures that come out of this bog are like supernatural they're kind of crazy so he's got these looks bats. so cool man yeah he's got these bats with these like mechanical arms super cool dude Locke looks way cooler like this also than he does as like the gross Sheriff Nottingham. Yeah. Like it's like Ninja so. Archer. Like, he looks way cooler like that. Hide that gross face, bro. <laughs> he gets flown in by helicopter. So Locke flies in on the uh, on one of the bats, right? And yeah. to to sort of save the day, even though they constructed this whole ambush of the king and his old steward. And the steward sees him, which is is weird. 
just straight off the bat, we know that he sees him. Yeah. Uh, I love, I, again, I know I mentioned it before, but I love when a body part gets chopped off. It's just this, this straight, clean, like, <laughs> this pops off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, not really all that bloody. Well, I mean, it yeah. is, but it, it is. Blood. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It is weird. It's it's very cartoony gore. There, this species of bat is interesting just because they've got this robotic arm thing. They've all got one. Yeah, they all have the arm chain that can shoot out the hand, which is pretty cool. It is interesting that they all have that. It seemed like it was a hodgepodge thing, but no, they all have that robot arm. Yeah, they grow it. So our guy basically saves the king by shooting this lady in the head, pisses off the bat king or whatever, because they were only supposed to kill certain bats, like sacrificing certain bats for the cause. Um, Then he kills him. So Ulokas Ulak has killed just a, it's just sad because. Yeah, he killed, yeah, he killed another one before that, that wasn't marked because the ones that they were supposed to kill was marked, but he just Mm -hmm. starts killing all of them. And, yeah. and the Bat King, we're just going to call him that. I don't know if he's forgiven him. He deserves it, man, the way he got taken out. He's going to hit Lulok with his freaking Mega Man arm. <laughs> but then the yeah. Pink Dust sort of intercepts that, which is we learn that the Bog Man, <laughs> Wade Boggs, is uh, <laughs> is using his influence to help Lulok. Hog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a, a quick back and forth between the steward and Lulok says, man, I saw you. I know what you're doing. And then he just like cuts him, Take gets this. him right in the neck. I'm going to stab you in your eye hole. Yeah, gets him in. I don't, know, I don't know where he stabs him. But yeah, we also learned that the the boatsmen and Wade Boggs are friends, or not necessarily friends. They just, they've just they known each other for a very long time. Yeah, they're both kind of entities of the land. Yeah. If that makes sense. So... um. Yeah, so the ruse kind of works. He reveals himself to the king. The king's like, hey, you know, maybe you should be my my guy. Yeah. Yeah, but the they queen were, still doesn't the queen still doesn't like him. Right, yeah. We flash forward. I love I love these moments. Lulok is like kind of the main character. It's really his story. Um, yeah, yeah. He has more character there. development than than Headlopper does. Headlopper is yeah. just Billy, the adventurer. <laughs> yeah. Billy! Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, we get this transition where the king says, like, what's your name? And then she calls his name. I just like those kind of like yeah. continuations there. We get a little information about Headlopper basically not utilizing their map maker's route. Kind of went his own way. Can't find him. They don't know where he is. Went in these lost woods. And, uh, it's at that moment where we kind of learn that Lulak, obviously we learned a little bit earlier that he wants to be king. Like he wants all this stuff, but now we learn that he has like co-conspirators within the kingdom. Yeah. So he goes out and he's like, I, you know, we need to get this going. His other dudes like, uh, we don't have enough dudes. It's like, we'll figure it out. We yeah, yeah. we only have we only have a yeah, we only have a few a few guys that'll that'll scheme with you. Um we don't have all the king's horses and we don't have all the king's men, so 
I do like that they wear. <laughs> I do like that they wear, uh, like kilts though. That's cool. Yeah, I gotta air out them bowels. Yeah, I would too. I bet it's hot where they're at in the bar or wherever it is. I don't know why more people don't. You know? Yeah, it's hot. They even have special underwear with like carp compartmentalized. I thought you were gonna say carpets. I was like, yikes! That sounds like the opposite. <laughs> I told my wife yesterday. I was like. Things get hot, you know, things yeah. just get mashed together down there. It's like, if only it were, now I understand like cod pieces. If only yeah. they were like a zero G environment. <laughs> you could yeah. just put your junk in. Like a jock strap. I'm just like jock a, Almost like a big orb that would just go like down a bubble. there. And it would, yeah, it was socially <laughs> acceptable to have a giant bubble. <laughs> great. So we do get, we get more back and forth. We are back at the head lopper. Uh, I don't know if I like his face from a distance, where it's like <laughs> just just his eye. It looks like he's wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad, but it's just they use it a lot. Yeah, I love so. Yeah, at this moment, we <laughs> we're getting this story from the Blue Witch, and she's just telling it. And it, it's so funny because she can't die, obviously, because she's already ahead. So she's mm-hmm. just going on about this story, and he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah, their relationship is great, man. Yeah. You got uh, the alien twins still following him around. Yeah, I, I thought that they had interacted in this part, but no, they're they're above them. The perspectives. Yeah, they're about to. Weird. So, yeah, he the headlopper puts on this, because I've forgotten his name over yesterday and today but <laughs> he put yeah he puts on his helmet to drown her out and when they hit him with the special dust to put him to sleep like it just hits his helmet so it doesn't bother mm. him, which is great because they again this is one of those moments where they're like oh he's a genius he's on to us or whatever it's like nah, he just <laughs> put it on to shut her up yeah and it's just like all the stuff is accidentally happening to this this character and that's why i, I appreciate it when it's not, it's very obvious that this guy is just like a hero template, like a Hercules or something, that the story is just going to go his way no matter what. Mm-hmm. And when it's when they tried to hide it, it's sort of annoying, but this is just very obvious that, that that's what it is. Yeah. He, he has not taken any damage in any fight that he has been in. Yeah, nothing real. So yeah. they do finally get him with the sleep dust, and this is where, this is issue three. Yeah, they hit her and they hit Agatha in the face too, and she instantly falls asleep. Yeah, she gets hit by that first one. Yeah, that's a great spread. The the last page on this, it's that's a good looking page. Yeah, he's got a good spread going on there. Yeah, he's fully he's fully aired out. (laughs) They have him strapped up in a dungeon for the people that aren't reading this or haven't read it yet. He's on like uh, the X, like the whatever you call those torturous crosses like uh whatever the flare from oh yeah game of thrones game of thrones <clears throat> and i remember this is like an x-men cover too with wolverine up on a oh yeah on an x thing on an x thing. Uh, this oh. this is issue three but I, I guess issue three was at the beginning of this um so we're just gonna read it <laughs> so oh, this yeah. book is this book is interesting because the but like we talked about before, there's multiple chapters, but there's only three or four actual issues in this. And we read the collected edition, so we don't really know how it's broken up. So we're just winging it. 
Headlopper issue number three, Norgal and Agatha meet fellow adventurer Zania while battling a mega arachnid from hell. And before we started recording, I told someone I did not remember this. And I, I read this book all the way through. It's just, I'm getting old. <laughs> Short term memory loss. Because this was the most adventure time that uh, moment that I can remember. There was just like the weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just skipped ahead. I do remember this. So, uh, Zania and Norgal are trapped. These twins are basically like they're stewards of this arachnid. Um, yeah. And he's all sleepy. Zania has been here for a while, but there's all these like darts around the like X's that they're on all these like little spikes. Um, which is kind of weird. I don't know. You don't know what's going on, but anyway, these, <laughs> we get another moment. Um, hold on. Let me start over. So these twins are kind of talking about what this is. And it's like, mm-hmm. don't try to escape. You're not going to get out of here. Um, and they're saying like, we don't name this thing. It's so terrible. We don't even name it. It has yeah. no name. Um, and said, so you're going to be its next meal. Then we get another back and forth between the witch head. The witch head's like on a table with a skull and she's like talking to the skull. And I love that they put <laughs> yeah, a speech like bubble above the skull as if it's talking back or not talking yeah. back to her. So what are you in for? <laughs> yeah, that character's really great. Doesn't really serve a total purpose except like the, the side character to the main hero. Mm-hmm. I can't get over these designs. I feel like it was a great choice for the designs of the two witch sisters because I don't know. They just look like something out of Zelda. I know a lot of these characters do. Yeah. But they're well, so they, simple and, and I don't know. They just look different than everybody else. Yeah. They do a really great job. Like you said, of the simplicity, like the, the lighting, so to speak of yeah. how they ink, everything looks really good. The way it uh, kind of goes across their faces. Yeah. This very, is the first. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's very good. This is kind of the first moment, and you, in my mind, I thought that he was just tripping. Yeah, because he, he kind of is. He's, yeah, he's he's waking up and he sees this weird face coming out of the fog of this room where this thing is going to eat them, essentially. But it's like talking to <laughs> talking to. Hey. He's got this like, hey, hey, you, hey, you. you're gonna die. <laughs> That's that is. It's very adventure time, but it's also because adventure time does have those sort of creepy moments that if it wasn't like a kid's cartoon, it would be terrifying. Like if you were in that situation, like all the Lich King stuff, it's all pretty terrifying. And this seems silly, but oh my God, how scary would that be? It's flapjack was like that too. Flapjack was really like, whoa, is this a kid's cartoon? (laughs) Yeah, it was eerie. I love that show. Always like, oh, like that noise right before they showed (laughs) something ugly. Yeah. Um, but it's Zania talking to him like, hey, you're going to die if you don't snap out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I do like that, too. You talked about it, how they use the panels. It's They're very clever with how they use their conversation pieces. So, yeah. like, there'll be a flashback and they'll say something like, what's your name? And then it'll go to present time and they'll say his name. This, it's, like, very obvious that this thing is talking to him. But then it's not really. It pans over to her and she's talking to him. I think it's clever. And I don't think I've ever seen it done like this. Yeah. In a book. So 
and this is where you see you see the mega arachnid in the flesh it's very creepy looking yeah and it's got uh its tail which has this weird face on it like shoot spikes out and that's where all the spikes were coming from as we talked about they like sizzle too yeah they're like acid or something because they have like a yes um so she gets free first he's i think he finally snaps out of it and he's freaking out because he sees this giant creepy thing but she's cool i mean she's a cool character i think Mm -hmm. um great addition to the story so far we also get more agatha talking to the skull it's not talking back yeah i love that wow you do not blink do you (laughs) incredible so, I like that. I like that Zanya's fighting this thing pretty well, in my opinion. But Norgal's still tied up, and he's like, "Hey, you need a sword like that." You're fighting with a spear. And he's just like talking through it, yeah, tied up. Explaining, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it seems like she's doing a great job, whether she's killing this thing or not. And I just love that he's there, kind of talking through it, and he ends up being right. But she throws it. <laughs> she so she throws the sword at him. Yeah. And then lo and behold, you got to press B. You got to flip. You got to make it jump up so you can <laughs> smash the crystal underneath. Right. You got to hit the, the sensitive spot yeah. three times. <laughs> so um, he jumps up and then you can hit that crystal and then you start it over. You got to do that three times. Yeah. Oh, crystal. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get another another back and forth of the, the witch and the skull. And she's like, you know what we should do? We should burn this mother down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good, dude. I love her character. Yeah, she's really good. And we also see, I don't know if we've seen her use her powers yet. Not really, no. But we see that she just, she could spit fire out. Yeah, just a little bit. like <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she still does have magic in her. Apparently enough... You know that the Bo- Wade Boggs wants her, <laughs> to, wants that head to tap into her power. So maybe it's more than she's letting on. Yeah, Wade Boggs, Boggs, Boggs. <laughs> That's uh, I, I, if I could stick with one name <laughs> for a person, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be that. I love that she starts this fire. She's it's just like oh no oh no oh no oh no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, like, no shit, I don't want to die. We're on fire. Um, <laughs> The twins realize there's a fire, so they panic. And this is when Nargle activates, uh, basically cuts the head off the tail of this thing. And then they... So great. It's always the head, man. Makes sense. It's on brand. Yeah, he's <laughs> on brand. And uh, Zania knocks it down from the ceiling, and he hits the crystal, and... That's yeah, it. well, it's like... It's... They do all this stuff, and it looks like they could have killed it without doing the crystal. Like, she stabs it in the eye, he cuts off the tail head, and it's There's like they're doing... magic. They're, yeah, they're doing... I guess you can't kill it kill it without smashing that crystal. Yeah, because a little skull that comes out. And that's the thing about the Wade Boggs. He's got this, like... All of the skulls look like kind of like horse skulls of all these beasts. And yeah. there's, like, a little bit of fog that kind of looks like a horse skull. You know, you talked about in the first issue how uh, Norgal doesn't want to upset the balance of whatever. He doesn't like want to influence the nature of the area before him. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to kill these two sisters because that's just what they do. Like they, they lure people in 
and they kill him. That has nothing to do with him. So he he actually saves everybody. Now he could have yeah. left. He could have been vindictive and been like, "Hey, you you guys trapped us, so you're dead too." But no, he saves everybody. Even grabs his head. Yeah, and then we find out that that, that was like their job. Like you said, they were prisoners yeah. as well because they were stewards of this beast. And so they're like, "Yeah, here's some money. Thanks." Yeah. And then they just like kind of bubble away, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. Bloop. And I don't understand what, what that was, but. I don't know. It's a magic. Whatever. Move. Yeah, it's part of the story. They disappeared. And Zania heads her way. Yeah, hopefully we see her again. again. Hopefully we see her again. Because she was cool. Yeah. Anytime we see Wade Boggs, he's very Mike Magnolia. Yeah, for sure. Like he, 100%. And he kind of realizes that Lulak was, he was, so he had commissioned these sisters to get the head because he wanted yeah. to use the powers for himself. And so Wade Boggs was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I see what you're yeah. doing here. My son betrayed me. Betrayed me. Yeah, so this, the, the son wants the witch's head to use to become king, right? Yeah, I think so. Something along those lines. I don't even know why he... What would he even do with it? He's not that bright. I don't know. Dumb. Yeah, he even... Yeah, I think the dad even says, or Wade Boggs even says, like, hey... You're a dumbass. Yeah, you wouldn't even know what to do with it. <laughs> so we get back to the Black Bog. The ferryman's there. We know that that finally... I, we figured out his name. The sisters had given Norgal money to... uh to travel through the fair with the ferryman. I thought it was really cool that we we see the history of the king and the ferryman's telling the story. Yeah, he's like he, he like knocks on the bottom of the boat, the king comes up to tell his part of the story. Yeah. Um Oops, you know gross. the queen Yeah, he does look very gross. The queen is uh pregnant with their son and Lulok's like, oh, we have to go take care of these wolves. And so he puts on his crown. He gets ready to go. Uh, and then we see Bara. Bara is across, like the beast, because uh, he controls these wolves as well. Yeah, and the sorcerer of the Black Bog. We, The king kind of turns around after... I don't know. There's like a back and forth between Lulok and the king. Yeah, Locke's doing this villain exposition, Shakespearean, talking about Bara, doing the same speech that Bara did at the beginning when we first saw him, about how he is, the trees, the snake, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you see that uh, Locke's men are killing the king's men. All the king's men and all the king's horses. The horses. That's never going to get, that's not very good old. And then as soon as he turns around, he stabs the king. Yeah, man. R.I.P. It's sad that it's not sad because he even quotes like the, the thing that the king said about his parents, like kill, kill the wife and child because the sound of their lamentations will be dragging uh, daggers in my ears and then slits his throat, throws them in the water. Yeah. And, and it's a good payoff. I mean, again, it is sad because he just, but he, it seems like he turned over a new leaf and he was being a, a, a good father and or wanted to be a good father and husband. And 
you know, logs basically says, you killed my dad, you killed my mom, you burned all of our houses for a fucking horse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then he's like, listen, I made a lot of mistakes, but don't hurt my wife and, and son. And that's when he gets the huge payoff, which is kind of fucked up. But he says the same line, which is ultimate payback. And then he gets this big stupid death, stupid death look. The I, I do like when he's like he plunk <laughs> hits the boat of the uh, ferryman. Said I just wanted yeah. to be a, a good king, and he just like pooch. <laughs> like, yeah, he says I was, water. I was going to be a father, and then he's just like the ferryman says, "Hush, child, none of that matters now." And then just sort of just like <laughs> pushes him down into the water. Oh, oh, there's so many funny moments like this. So, uh, <laughs> Norgal doesn't really understand what's going on and he's pissed off <laughs> and he cuts off the head of one of the skeletons. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like it, it, the ferryman says they deserve your respect. Uh, they're dead and, and you know, whatever. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, my apology. And the dude, and one of the headless is like, Oh, no biggie. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal, man. It's all right. I'm dead. Yeah. Oh my god! And then so uh, Norgal pretty much figures out what's going on. This yeah. is a trap. Lulak set all this in motion, but he doesn't deter him from what he's going to do. He's still going to go kill this thing. Like it, it doesn't change anything. Now he just knows, right? The uh, yeah, and the ferryman's like not very positive about it. He tells his crow that, oh, I think you'll be plucking sightless eyes from that skull very soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I think this is issue four. I think the, I don't know it, the the. I guess we could just read issue four because yeah, just we'll yeah we'll finish it all because they're about to fight and that's what it says. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go ahead and. So headlopper issue four. At long last, Norgal and Agatha face off against the demigod sorcerer Bara Wade Boggs, who proves to be much more able than his frail frame implies. Meanwhile, Lulak approaches with an entire army at his back, but does he come in support or opposition of Bara's cause? I do love this moment. They get a, a great back and forth between them. It's a the typical villain and hero back and forth. And then he goes, this is a straight Mumra from the Thundercats moment, or oh, like yeah. Dragon Ball Z moment, where you like you think you're about to kick the shit out of puny Frieza, and then he grows to be 13 feet tall. He becomes this freaking giant dude, which looks great, man. Yeah, pulls this sword out of his little smoking pot that he's had. Yeah, you expect him to fight him with magic, like a Doctor Strange fight, but no, he's like, well, we'll just fight. I'm down with that. Whatever. And it's a great fight. This is the first time we see uh, Norval get sliced. Yeah, and kick through a damn building wall. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's like he's fighting himself almost. Yeah. The um, We get a quick flash over to Locke, who's at that cave that burned down. that had the weird arachnid thing. And he realizes yeah. that the head's not there. So now he's caught up on everything that's going on. So they're heading to the Barra. Yeah, he's riding Better Ray Build. I thought that was weird. Weird addition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I love the witch. She's trying to help. Point me at him. Point my face yeah, at she, him. I think she she sees like, oh, damn. You know, I've, I've messed with this guy and I pick on him this entire, like all the time. But 
if he dies, I'm just going to be ahead or this guy's going to eat me or do whatever he's going to do. So it's like the typical, you know, uh, duo that don't get along, you know, fucking lethal weapon. They, mm-hmm. They're going to work together at the end. Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> and uh, even Buff, Buff Way Boggs is like, I'm disappointed in you. I just think this fight is great. We finally get to see the hero actually go through something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does use <laughs> he does use Agatha as like this freaking cannon, which is great. Yeah, she seems just as confused as he is. Yeah, she did that. But there's this moment where he's like, "Yes, that is what I want." And yeah, even yeah, she's he, having like a cool down moment where her eyes are just like smoking. <laughs> and and Bara has had his arm sliced off, and he just grows it back, and it is very. Again, I know we keep saying it, Adventure Time moment with like muscle and sinew that comes straight out. Reminds yeah. me a lot of the Gendy Tartofsky Clone Wars where they fight yeah. this one. I can't remember his name, but there was Dirge. one bounty hunter. Yeah, he was like Dirge. made out of a bunch of worms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that character. Uh, it remind, when I, every time I see something like that where someone just shoots an arm out of a chopped off limb, I think about Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. That's oh, yeah. what he did. Every time he lost a limb, he would just like, ah! Yeah, and it was like or, the grossest thing. <laughs> so yeah, but it, I like that it's not you know when Piccolo did it, it was like a new arm. This is just like <laughs> straight skin or straight meat, no skin. I wish when Piccolo did it, it was like a little arm. Yeah, <laughs> and they had to grow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was that one episode where he this is a solo sidebar where he was fighting Cell, and Cell sucked the energy out of his arm, so he had like a little mini arm. Mm. And then he rips it off and then shoots right. another arm, shoots another arm out. Like how crazy would that be? I want to see Wolverine do that. Just, just instantly grow back left. Sidebar over. Sorry, guys. But he does when he says give her to me, he flares up and it's almost like a, another creature. Like his sword is engulfed in flames. He has this weird this muscle arm looks disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's like when he swings the arm, blood is just flowing out of it. Looks cool though. This whole interaction with them looks cool. It gets a lot. It gets a lot looser, like that first issue though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he finally he finally gets the head, and she yeah. says what she said to everyone else that has picked her up. Boom. <laughs> yeah, and she's. It looks. She looks weak. Usually, she has this smile on her face. Her eyes are bright and wide. But in this, she's sort of like not smiling, looking like she's out of it. But mm-hmm. she does still get the boo off. Get the boo off. And he eats her ass. He does. I knew it, man. I was like, this motherfucker's going to eat her, man. It's so weird I, that uh, and we don't on. see any damage to her at all. Like, no. He puts that whole damn head in her mouth, his mouth. Yeah. Sick. I, I don't really understand. Like, or maybe I guess Luloc was always going to. Try to be king no matter what. But Barra says that he was going to make him king anyways. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, so Lulak basically explains to him, it's like, I've seen what you do to people like the bats, like all this other stuff. I've seen what you do. Oh, yeah. Lost your usefulness. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, you were like my son. So this one hits a little harder. Yeah, Yeah. The betrayal. Then he turns into this like weird Cerberus. I don't even know. It's hard to yeah. even pin it down. Yeah, it's got 
It's got one bat wing, one eagle wing, six arms or four arms, two legs, uh, horse head, bat head, and a snake head or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the abs from Bane in Batman Nightfall. <laughs> 47, <laughs> 47 riblets. Yeah, it looks crazy, man. It's really hard to pin down. And their, their back and forth is is good. Where that's what you were just talking about. How uh, he's just upset because he was he actually thought he actually treated Luloc like he was his son. He really was going to put him on the throne. He just wanted to be able to leave and scorch the rest of the earth. I guess. I don't know. Uh, and then the ferryman steps in. I guess. Well, he just tells him it's like, hey, you need to chill out because Venora, who is mentioned as a god. That trap bar, but also I think uh, the headlopper mentions Venora, like thank Venora, you know, when he puts on his helmet yeah. or whatever. So, so it's uh, like their god. Yeah, he says uh, he basically says I'm not afraid of that, and I think he kind of has some like it's the army of the dead. He's kind of calling forth to stop him, but he just like the know. ferryman is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. But but that does just, not work. Yeah, lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. <laughs> I, I mean, I like this fight. And the, the, of course, it makes sense. I don't know why it gets me every time. But like, Headlopper's move when he's fighting these giant beasts is to get eaten, stop uh-huh. at the neck, and slice the head off. <laughs> like, it's it's not genius. It's very simple. His name is Headlopper. It should not surprise me. But every time I see it, I'm just like, man, that's perfect. Yeah, we got another, and so like you said, he he jumps in, he cuts one head off, the other head say, there's nothing you can do to really hurt me, and then all of a sudden this like, blast, green blast, (laughs) shoots out from that neck hole, and basically blows him up, and it's uh, Agatha. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was something shooting down into it. I thought it was... Right. I thought it was like a Venora thing. Like they kept talking about yeah. Venora. I thought Venora was just like striking this dude down. Yeah, but same. no. Oh man. It's Agatha and she looks great when she's doing like her hair is all all like uh, out. Her hair is just like completely all raised. She just explodes. It's crazy, man. And she is still intact. No damage to her. Yeah. So then they get surrounded by Lulok. So you think it's over. Lulok surrounds him. He says, you think you can get this too? Again, she's like, well, that's in it for me. I like how I like how his body looks when the rain hits it. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. It's raining and it's just like, it, it, you can tell what it is. I've just never seen it done like that. Same. I didn't actually realize it until you said it. Because I saw it cool. hit her nose and I was like, what is that? Yeah. That the first place I noticed. And that's yeah, why he goes he back to using her as like a mace. <laughs> yeah, and he just beats the living shit out of like Lubok's whole army. <laughs> yeah, you just see heads flying <laughs> over his over his shoulder and things like that. And the lot kind of seems like he's resignated, like yeah, he's resigned to his fate. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't charge at him or anything. He just gets his head chopped off. Yeah, brings his head to the queen. Queen's like, "What is this?" Like he explain yourself at once. I mean, she didn't even like him though. So yeah, basically says like, "Oh, she's bad." Brings the crown back from the king, Mm. and all is all is good. Yeah, yeah. And and then the ferryman comes and gets all the people off of the. Or no, that that happened. I guess that's like a flashback. 
Yeah, that was right she, before. Yeah, right before he leaves. I guess that's a soul he puts in his little bag. I'm not quite sure what that is. It's got to be. Because he puts it in there and then he's like, come on, children. Yeah. Come on, children. <laughs> come on. And uh, and he says we can finally rest because then the ferrymen and all of them go into into the ground or into the water. Yeah. And maybe it's because Barra's not there anymore. I yeah. guess. I don't know. I don't know what that whole thing is about, really. To tell you the truth. And then he says, your kingdom is safe. What's more? The end. Perfect hero's journey, in my in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, there is there is an epilogue, though. Yeah. And like we said, so this story, Nargle is the main character, but he's not really, in my opinion, like, I don't know. Did I say main character? He is the, he's like Headlopper. He's the titular character, but he's not yeah. really like the main character. He doesn't have a lot of story development. Things just kind of happen around him. He's like Doctor so Strange in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, Lulok was kind of the main character. Lulok and Bara. Yeah, it's, it characters. was more about their story. Yeah. And, like, the betrayal and the king and all that stuff. It could all it could have almost worked without Headlopper at all. The entire story. Right. This, uh, and there's, what I do really like about this is how many things carry through all the way through like these little subplots. So yeah, with the epilogue, uh, Norgal had suggested that his friend be the new sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. The new steward. Um, uh, and we see like some feet hanging. Uh-huh. I didn't his... even realize who they were until like, like, like just looking at it. I just thought they were regular people getting hanged when I first read it. And those black dresses. Yeah. Um, I also and, like how they still talk shit to each other. Like, yeah, your whore mother would be so proud. <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get a backstory again of another very Pendleton Ward character design. Perfect. This, Perfect like, design. Yeah, this person with this gourd on their head with the yeah. with the Azrael head whip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. So. I kind of thumped through this, but that character works for the sheriff or so why did, why did she fight the holy men? Because she was one of the cargo. Oh, that's right. That's right. She was one of the ones that were supposed to be used for sacrifice. That's right. Right. That's right. So she gives, I don't know. She goes in, knocks on the door, like plonks the little shithead in the head, the man of the cloth or whatever. Yeah, and then drop some psychedelic drugs on them to where they kind of so like a future, this futuristic space drug that she that she bust out in the wind, and then it freaking super trippy. But every time there's like a frog like that, super trippy. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of there were these wind frogs in Wind Waker. Like that's mm-hmm. how you get the directions. Just it like reminds that. me of Hypno Frog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from Futurama. But yes. Yeah, that character Gordhead just pops up and then they just start fighting each other, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he stabs two of his people, but they're just going crazy. They cut their heads off and you see their faces underneath the masks. Cause yeah, this is the first crazy. time we see that. And they're like ghouls. They're real gross looking. Yeah. Those religious people, man, they're weird. And they finally come down and, 
essentially she threatens the the final guy with his life. We see she gets the keys to the prison. We see it's more women from her society. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they all know her when she takes off the she takes off her gourd. It's Zania. They all know her. She saved them. I agree that that little things like that. It was such a they could have not mentioned her at all. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he met her and she just left. We'll meet again. Maybe it'll happen down the road. But to handle in the epilogue, even the, his conversation with his friend, like even going back to that and, and not closing it off, but referencing it again is a nice little payoff. Mm-hmm. And then, and you know, even his stewards, like, who knows what he these Cretans were planning on doing with these girls. It's like, oh, I know exactly what they were doing. They were feeding them to this demon spider. <laughs> like he fills in the rest of the story. Yeah. Um, and the whole reason why this person is, uh, Zania is fighting with this pirate or whatever. So you see her earlier arguing this guy and basically he won't take her armor, her original armor as payment, all the gold and everything. It's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Cause but, he's a prick ass. Yeah. But, uh, Norgal hits him with the gold that he got from the twins and basically buys guy, his... Yeah, buys his, his ship. He is a good guy, man. And then we then we do get to see the the holy men. Yeah, I like how even the one with his head cut off is hung, but they put the head in a basket next to it. <laughs> yeah, Agatha. Hello, Ansem. You even smell like a pirate. <laughs> I bet you are delicious. Yeah, and that's it. The his friend. I love that it caps off. It caps off this adventure on this island. Like, mm-hmm. he did everything that he was supposed to do. Say, the island's great. And he met his friend. He put his friend in a better position. It, you know, the friend is sort of narrating the end of it. And he says, farewell, son of the Minotaur, executioner, headlopper. And that's just how it ends. To me, you don't even have to do another book. I know there's multiple books after this. But I like that they're these self-contained stories. I kind of, yeah, and I think we've mentioned this several times, and there's even an alt cover by, um, uh, what's his name? Gosh, um, Mike Mignola. But this is very much who kind of, <laughs> so there's this alt cover by Mike Mignola, just sidebar, and it reminds me of like how um, Miller, Frank Miller draws now, like kind of like old and lazy, and this alt cover, <laughs> I was like, oof, yeah. Mike. Hey, yeah, know. yeah, you really, you really phoned that one in, but um, it's still pretty cool though. It's his style. It is, it is cool. But anyway, Mike Magnola with his Hellboy features, they're like Seed of Destruction is like this story, and then you get another story. It's just this story. Yeah, yeah. They may. And t- the thing I like about the Hellboy s- stories is that they may reference another story. And it's like a, an extra bonus, but they, they work as these self-contained events, which I, I really appreciate books like that because, you know, we deal with these major continuity books or the self-contained epic, like you have Invincible, that is 144 issues nonstop, you know, mm-hmm. you can't really stop at any point in Invincible without wondering what's happening next. And so I, I appreciate stories like this. I think I'm going to start reading more of them. I forgot to mention in our toy talk, but I did see that Thousand Toys is making a Lobster Johnson 
I saw that too. I saw that too. Lobster Johnson is, first of all, cool name, great design, and that's a home run character. Yeah. So, um, but the, yeah, that's the end of the the story. We get some pretty cool pinup galleries and some practice. You see the trad? You see the trad more? Oh yeah. Pinup. Oh my yeah. god, that guy. I can. I know that people may not be a fan of his style because it's so wild, but man. It's we'll borderline perfect. <laughs> Guy's got legs for days, for sure, though. Yeah, it's borderline perfect. All right, so what did you think of Head Lopper? You know, I, I, we talked about, before we started reviewing, we talked about your initial thoughts and, and you know, just seeing the cover and, and whatnot. What did you think after reading the six-chapter or four-issue book? <laughs> well, uh, going at it the way we did here, and this is going to be a long review, um, it was way longer than I thought expected it but it didn't seem that long while reading it you know as we're yeah, going, yeah, yeah as we're going through like kind of recapping the story it's a lot but when i was sitting down reading it, it didn't seem like that much at all um yeah so when when i was i was the same way I, the only reason i felt like it was longer when i was reading it because when i was looking at the synopsis of of the collected edition it said issue one through three and then when you look at the page total, it was like 278. Like, those are some giant issues, man. Yeah. Um, but when you read the collected edition, it doesn't feel like that. And I think breaking it up in chapters like that helps, even though it was kind of confusing to do it the way we usually do it, breaking it out issue by issue. I feel like doing the, making it a collected edition. I don't know if it works in single issues. I, I didn't, I haven't read it in single issues. But for me, this is a book that reads better in a, Collected edition. Mm-hmm. Did I say yeah, collected I edition? <laughs> like seven times. No <laughs> lessons. <laughs> so yeah, then I think the chapters making them relatively short helps with with the pace. And mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, overall, what'd you think? Did you enjoy the read? Oh, I loved it. Uh, the artwork number one was super charming. Yeah, and it's so it was so funny. There's like little moments that are just ridiculous, uh, but I love this book. Um, I look forward to reading more Same. like this. It'll probably be like Hellboy where I keep saying that and I never do, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it a lot. Bold colors, uh, great illustrations, really, really fanciful and, and uh, creative. Yeah, I don't think I've read much from this creator. He did the story, the art, and all of it. Uh, it makes me want to look at it more. He, I know he has a story called Apocalypse Girl. Mm. It, it was a Dark Horse book. I mean, we might want to check that out in, in a month or so. I really enjoyed it too, man. It was refreshing. So here lately, we've been doing a, a lot of superhero books. You know, last week was Ninja Turtles, which isn't necessarily superhero, but it is classic comic book, like traditional comic book stuff. Right. And... Our bread and butter has always been stories like this, like sort of fantasy, sort of um, not traditional comic book stories. And it was very refreshing to get back to something like this and enjoy it. So uh, I think that mixed with the the art was so good, (laughs) so good. The colors were bold, just like I like it. Uh, the, The gradient was a nice touch in the right areas. Like it wasn't overdone. Mm hmm. All the action scenes were great 
the gore, like soft gore, I guess if that's a, if that's a thing. <laughs> it's on that that's skin a, max, that soft Yeah, we're going we're gonna to coin that phrase. I think it was perfect. It was charming. You said it, you used the word charming, and I think that's the perfect description for this book. And I also do love that Headlopper is the main character, but is almost just like a template for a main character. Mm-hmm. The rest of the story sort of unfolds around him, and he's just there to keep the story going. You know, right. uh, I, I do. I really like that. And, and I thought it was an original story, even though it was the hero's journey, even though it was like a mix of Conan and all this stuff. Surprisingly, Agatha was great going in first page and seeing that character. I was like, this is probably going to be annoying, but it was not at all. Right. Was great yeah, she wasn't overdone for sure. Yeah. Great character and added to <laughs> added part of it added something to Norgal that I don't think he would have had if it was just him on this journey by himself. So, yeah, we yeah, kind of talked 100%. about the art. We kind of talked about the art already. So I guess it would just be time to, to grade this thing, man. Yeah, it's great. It. Gradient. Handy dandy gradient chart. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. All right. For me, honestly, this is easy because I had I had no real I, I saw no flaws. Like there's a ridiculousness to the comic book, but it's all supposed to be there. So it's yeah, it's all intentional. Yeah. I'm going to give this an E5 to me. That is like best perfect toast. I'm going to agree with you. 100%. I'm going to give this one an E5. This would be a perfect story. In my opinion, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I harp on consistency through an issue and this book had varying consistency with like art style and stuff. But it all it all worked, and it's weird that it all worked, but it did. I don't really know how to explain it. I just did. Yeah, I think like the first issue is the only thing that really stands out. It's like, mm, is this even the same thing? Yeah. Once I you agree. get into it, it's almost like it was more complex the drawings and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once you get past that, it is uh, smooth sailing. It is. It is, and I, you know, to be able to see the inspiration from multiple stories, multiple artists. Like, I, I I don't know. I just have an appreciation for this book. I was 100% charmed. It gets an E5 from me as well. That's it, guys. Read it. Yeah. And I've been wanting to read this book for years, so I'm so glad that we finally did. Um, we'll have to read. You know, we don't really read volume twos of books, but since this, since these are self-contained stories, I think in a few months or a month or so, we can do another volume because it's technically yeah. a different story. So we might have to do that. For sure. This is going to turn into a headlopper podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And for those that haven't read it yet and just kind of wanted our take on it, we we hope that you'll, like Lex said, that you'll read it. And uh, sorry if we got a little panel by panel, but it's just so good. It was hard. Yeah. It's hard not to. Yeah. And and the panels that we talked about are just things that we enjoyed, you know, and we just happened to enjoy a lot. Yeah. Like every every damn panel in the book. Yeah. (laughs) So um, that's all we got. We're circling the drain. You can find us at Wednesday Poll everywhere. Sime, where can the people find you specifically? Pretty much on Sime underscore on underscore toast. Pretty much everywhere. Instagram specifically, SimonTorPortraits.com. Hell yeah. Go to WednesdayPoll.com. Do the thing that everybody wants to do. Leave a review on the podcast. That would help us out a ton. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.